Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's that time of the week again. The Rugby League rant, fifth and last. Put on your headgear, chuck in your mouth guard, and get ready for an hour of nothing but NRL tour. Nine games down in the NRL season, and it is time. Nine rounds. Nine rounds. You said nine games, mate. Nine games, nine rounds. What do you want to put it, mate? Who cares? What yeah, mate. Rip round is here, unfortunately. Boo! For everybody out there, I know Boo! there's some people that whinge and talk about international football and this and that and all the other, but honestly, I don't like rip rounds. I hate it. I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. Not a fan. You kill the momentum, and then the origin period comes, and everyone starts going the old slag, and you watch the games, and they're pretty average. Yeah. I, I just want to watch club games, to be honest. Club games, standalone origin, somehow work that in there. International is the back end of the year. Wake me up after origin three now. Yeah. Ah, oh, Competition just goes into a... Down the girl off for eight to ten weeks, doesn't it? So. I'll tell you what, uh, weird weekend. A couple of teams got absolutely towed up. So it was I a did, yeah. well, bit of an indication heading into rep round where some of the teams are, but most first and foremost, starting off with our set of six, the first tackle on that is the Storm, eight and one. Um, four points clear. Four points clear at the top of the table. And again, not trying to sound too biased because I support them, but Slater's still only finding his feet after basically two years off. Tohu Harris is yet to come back into the side. Are you going to apologise to me about Billy? You what? lost faith in Bill. Mate, I was talking you about lost the money. faith in Bill. Didn't lost faith in Bill. I love Billy. I love He's Billy too. But it was simple. He was always going to return back to his best. Go the Slater man. Yeah, but going through all these things, Billy's getting back to his best. Munster hasn't even learned how to play six yet. Jax is a good backup. They've blooded a couple of other blokes. They're in a pretty good spot without Harris. <laughs> Bromwich hasn't even really found his feet yet because he's been in and out, and Nelson's been in and out. Now he's hurt again. Well, good luck beating them. So, the team that beats them wins a comp, same as last year. They've got better than last year. They narrowly, uh, they could have won the grand final. One, one good pass on that left edge against Cronulla. They score in the corner. They win the grand final. Uh, good luck. Good luck. Unless, obviously, they get some horrendous injuries. Well, that's... What during I'm, Origin yeah. or, you know, I think they, they'll probably will come out of Origin flat. These guys are getting older. Uh, whether they win the minor premiership or not, at the moment they're four points clear. That'll probably be pegged back as it always is during Origin because they come back to the field. But they just need top four. They're going to be top four yeah. easily. Well, well, how many wins have they got now? Eight. Eight. Well, eight. You need 14. Yeah. You need 14 to finish top four. So they're six games away. Well, basically, like I said, you see the improvement in some of these forwards. The back line has been outstanding. Adokar, I thought, would be good for us, but he's been even better than I expected. He's as good as Corabetti. I thought he'd be as good as Corabetti, and he has been. I didn't know about the yardage work. I thought he'd be explosive. Oh, aggressive. But he's put the size on, and he's. we've just got so much speed to burn. But it's the other bits and pieces, like I said. Munster's got stuff to learn. Defensively, he hasn't been great. 
at six, but he's only just starting to learn. Well, I think both the halves have been pretty ordinary. Kronk, I think Kronk, Kronk hasn't been playing his I mean, best footy. Kronk's been terrible this year, full stop. I think it's... Uh, I think he's been terrible, he, he, but he's been below his best. Well, definitely. I think he's been well below his best. And again, yesterday, I don't think he had a big bearing on that game. Mm. Um, I think the forwards have been outstanding. The bench is giving good value. And like I said, there's a lot of guys up in cup that can come in and play for us. So yeah. they're in a pretty good spot all around and... Jacks in the early rounds did a really good job and now they've got Munster in there and they're basically learning, uh, like I said, for him to play at six as an attacking player and defending. Mm. So that you're in a pretty good spot. And then Harris still hasn't played a game. No, that's right. They're, so, good luck. The team that beats him wins a comp. So yeah. that's that. they're the benchmark, clearly. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Tackle two, City Country, uh, last game this weekend. Mudgy, we considered going up just for a bit of a laugh. Well, here. hang on a minute. We should tell everyone. Our grandparents live up there. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. That's why we were going up there. Not so much for the game. It was an excuse to go up and watch the game. Basically. And can on, and then go see our grandparents. Correct. So basically it was just, yeah, for that reason. But... Uh, it being gone, I know a lot of people were blowing up. I had a bit of a dinner table argument again last night. Someone brought up... Did the, you? Yeah. Aiden wanted to argue about it. Uh, He's saying we don't support the country. And I said, look, this game, this one game doesn't define the country. All right? So it's pretty straightforward. If the NRL cares about the country... Does he live in the country? I don't know. But I was just getting into an argument because he was going about this one game. I said, if this one game is not enough to help the country, it's pretty... But it's not. It doesn't cover every country area. Full no, stop. So it, the NRL, every every team, particularly in New South Wales and in Queensland, they should be forced, not forced, they should have to take a game out to the country. Exactly. Simple. And that's what I so, said So, because night. you go to Mudgee, Mudgee's not, like, it's country, I get it, but, you know, Ningen, that's country. Yeah. You know, like, you, you want to go country, drive six or eight hours, that's country. Like, isolated, remote areas. Yeah. This isn't an isolated, remote area. For people in Sydney, this is a four-hour drive, three-and-a-half-hour drive. Yeah. It's not very far at all. No, but I put it down this way because he's blown up about that one point and he couldn't, kind of wouldn't take in the fact, like I said, it's not what it's supposed to be. It's not an exhibition game for the country. It used to be an, a rep Origin trial. trial. It's not a rep trial anymore. Clubs don't get dispensation if their players get injured. It's yep. a nothing game. And I said it's pretty straightforward and simple. They should force the clubs, more what you said. Everyone has an allocated area. So Canberra has Group 9 or Group 10 football. Every year they should have to take a game to Juni or Gundy or somewhere like that. Where they I'll tell you can... what's also stupid: the fact they're taking it to Bathurst when Penrith go take. Ah, uh, sorry, they're taking it to Mudgee when Penrith are already yeah, at Bathurst. Bathurst. That's what I'm saying. That's an hour away. Every club, pretty straight, simple, and forward. If you want to help the country, every year you have to take one game minimum. Every club to a different sport. Well, who does? Who, who takes games? Penrith obviously do. Penrith does. I think Parramatta's got the deal with Northern Territory. That's not really country, but it's, well, it's an not. area that doesn't get football. Yeah. A couple of teams go to WA for a game or two. Souths do that, but realistically... Sure Canberra used to take a game. They played a couple of games uh, on the Melbourne border there. Yeah, we used to trial uh, Lavington. Yeah. We did that they, for They our... played an NRL game there against Manly. I remember Angry Jeff in the coach's box there. So. There you go. But every, that's the simple way around it. It's I have no problem this getting scrapped because when you put... Or in, have a country round. Just have every game played in the country. That's what I mean there. Every team, simple. You have to take one game to the country and they should be allocated a certain area or where they're picking from or if they've got recruit, recruits or scouts ahead to a certain area, like most of them do, you should have to cover and spread out a little bit. I don't know whether they do. I, I, don't, I don't know whether... Rugby league has a reach to the country that it used to, uh, and that's just because the junior development uh, pathways are sufficiently filled by people in urban areas. I, I, I've got to be totally honest, and I've, I've been a part of uh, two or three clubs as a player, coach, whatever, and not many of them do a lot of work. Penrith do a lot of work out at Bathurst, I know that, and well done to them for it. Uh, that they've got a couple of players there that are now in 18s, 
uh, in SG and 20 squads that are from Bathurst. So that's obviously given them some fruit. But if you looked at the money that they invest and, the mo- and what they get out, they're investing a lot more than what they get out in Bathurst. So yeah. I do think it's a good thing that they've adopted it. Other NRL sides should look at it. But gun to the head, the job of the NRL teams is to win the competition. Yeah, I get That's that. That's their job. So, so I'm saying straight but up. But I do think you're right. They should take... One game. Take one it. game. Yeah. One game. It's not rocket science. Or have a pre-season, have a pre-season tournament, and have it all in the country. I, I don't know. Like, That's simple. How just, hard is it? All the, all the trial games. Most of the trial games are in the country. What I'm just, they'd be better than this game. Yeah, but what I'm justifying, straight and simple. We don't need any other argument. City country is it's a not, joke. Not anything anymore. It's not a rep trial. It doesn't. It's suffice. a chance for players to get injured. Yeah, but it doesn't suffice for the country. One game. Everyone should have to take one game to a different area. This game, you don't get any dispensation if you lose your players on your salary cap. It's pointless. It's no longer rep trial, so I'm happy to see the back of it. We don't need a rep trial. No, if they can't pick a rep side out of the NRL, they're kidding themselves. And they can't even pick guys out of this game when they play well anyway. So that's the whole point. Yeah, Just exactly. scrap the bloody game. Yep. Uh, tackle well, they for... did. Sorry, before you... They did scrap it, and then they brought it back. They scrapped it about 10 years ago for people who can sort of go back that far. They did scrap it. I think it might have had an, uh, a hiatus for two or three years, and then they brought it back. So... Hopefully it doesn't happen again. Hopefully this is the end of it. Yeah, well, this should be the back end of it, that's for sure. But tackle three, uh, Raiders and Sharks, seriously, just in general, what's doing? The Raiders, we speak about the squad, it's absolutely outstanding, but just trying to find consistency. Last week, they decided that it was more important to try and fight Dylan Walker and win the niggle battle Mm. instead of trying to win the game. And then on the weekend, it just basically looked like they had no idea what they were doing. For all the impact and power, um, I still have a bone to pick with the spine. Who's in control? Austin's not in control. Caesar's clearly not in control, and Hodgson's been fairly quiet this year as well. I think Jack Whiten's probably been the best spine player. He has been the best spine player, but he's not enough to dominate and take control of the game. Someone out of that spine has to do something. Hmm. Uh, Leo Lewis gone into one of his weird bipolar moods the last two weeks where he's decided that he wants to just do stupid stuff, give away penalties, drop the football. Make Uh, bad defensive reads. Yeah, Yeah, they... They're in a rough patch, that's for sure. The, uh, The Raiders. The Sharkies... Look, they, they come off the high of beating Melbourne and then obviously lost to the Titans and then they were pretty ordinary against the Tigers on the weekend. But I don't know whether the Tigers are going as bad as what everyone's making out either. So give a little bit of credence to uh, um, to the Tigers. I'll give credit, but I still... I, I guess it should be... putting those sides to the sword is what you're saying. Yeah, basically. And it gets dangerous when you do fiddle around because a couple of those results, like we talked about, sure, they're probably taking them lightly. They won a comp last year. It's a bit harder to get up and keep your expectations higher, but if they drop a couple of these games, it hurts your chances to get top four. They want to be top four. Yeah, so that's more what I keep looking at. These games, the Newcastle game, losing three or four at home, uh, they just need to show a bit more control and discipline. And to be honest, James Maloney's not playing that well this year. Mm. Um, compared to him and Townsend, you watch a lot of the games, and the fact he's in the Australian squad, I know that's on more the reputation side of things and he went away and he's been in a couple of grand finals but to start this season um, I think Townsend and Braley have probably been you know a lot more dominant in the games than say Maloney's influence and yeah, uh, yeah there's just a few things there that need to be ironed out and penalties again they lose the penalty count every week I know that's their style of football but they need to clean it up a little bit yeah agreed uh, tackle four the incident speaking of that game for Fida Moses the crowd, uh, you've heard a few different little inklings, but the way it was explained to me is basically the Tigers fans turned up. They had their signs to let those few players knew what they thought about them, especially Moses in particular, and then someone's hurled a can or a bottle at them, and then Fafita's tried to lash out as well to defend those players. Um, 
for the checkered past or whatnot, and anything that's happened with these guys, it's not on to be throwing stuff. A good mate of mine at work, uh, he he was at the game on halfway, and he said that he was sitting in front of him and his old man were sitting in front of the blokes who had the signs, and were saying that Garland and um, Graham and that were sort of pointing up there and saying, you know, look at this before the game when they came out for warm up. So the Sharks players were already sort of aware of the signs and. You know whether they agree with it or not, I'm not too sure. But look, from what I what I saw, a full almost full cam was thrown at Jack Bird. It missed him, uh, and then you, you know you saw what ensued on the back of that. I think Fafita and Gallon had every right to be filthy. The way they behaved probably is more of a reflection on them as people. You know they just they struggled to control their emotions, don't they, Gallon? And Fafita have both got form in that regard, and this probably just solidifies that. But they they, they had a right to be angry. I'd be like furious. If, it, if it hit me in the noggin or hit me wherever, I'd, I'd be filthy. Someone threw a can at me, I'd be filthy. I don't know whether I would have reacted that way, but uh, I, I still would have been fuming, and that's just the way that those two boys... Well, it's not like they those jumped two the boys, fence and no. to punch holes. He gave them a piece of his but mind. But it didn't surprise me how either of them reacted. I They've got have... form for reacting like that previously, so... I, I, I don't get it. I, I, I don't understand what all the hoo-ha is about. I think a lot of media outlets were pretty quick to shoot shoot them down and say that they were giving it to people in the crowd before no. they actually knew why. My main get thing all the information is I'm defending them because I, you know as much as like I said, uh, the signs are all well and good, but to go a step further and start throwing things that's more where my borderline is. And you know what? As much as we whinge about we can't buy cans or bottles in sporting stadiums, and when I was in America, you can buy. Glass, you can buy metal, you can buy cans, you can buy whatever because they're not buffoons and throw things on the field. But yeah. this is why you can't, guys. This is why you can't buy bottles. This is why they, these knuckleheads like this ruin it for all of us yeah. that want to buy a bloody cold can. So, like I said, I get the emotions towards the players, but to go that far, the signs were far enough. Let's put it that way. If you want to have a bit of laugh or get your emotions across, I understand that. But Woods is a dog, I think, was that, one of them. Oh, and... Something was about being a piece of uh, shit, I'm pretty sure, or slimy and all this. So it's all well and good. You, you're getting, you know, <laughs> getting on the borderline there. Have a bit of a laugh. Pretty ordinary, but to be throwing cans and, and you know stuff what? Like that, don't but... don't be it. Don't put anything on a sign that you wouldn't go and say to one of their faces. Mm, exactly. And, we're, we're, we don't say anything on here that we wouldn't go and say to one of the players' faces, so I don't think a fan should be any different because that's what we are. We're fans. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's silly. Move on yep. and stop trying to throw Gallon for feeder under the bus. Look, we're, we're the, we'd be the first to jump on him if they were acting like buffoons, but in this case, they had every right to be Warranted filthy. reaction. Yeah. Warranted reaction. Uh, tackle number five, South Sydney. It's time for a blow-up rebuild in my eyes. What's your thoughts? Well, I think they are already blowing up and rebuilding, aren't they? I don't know. Well, they sort of, last year when they re-signed Maguire, they sort of acknowledged that it was going to be a knockdown rebuild job and he was a man for it. So it, I don't think it excuses the way they played. There's some moves where they're kind of caught, though. Like, G.I. is injured, but they're talking. He comes back, he's the fullback and not centre to prolong his career. But then they've got Johnston, who refused to sign a deal at the start of the year because he wants fullback money, wants to prove he's a fullback. They're telling him he's a winger. Yeah, but that comes back so, to Inglis. If, if, where Inglis wants to play, Inglis will play. Exactly, but he's getting older and he's just had a big injury and he's played a hell of a lot of football. Yeah. I don't think Johnson's a fullback, so I wouldn't be willing to pay him either. But I've seen little, uh, I've seen little glimpses of it, but not as much as I'd like no. to, to convince me to sign him long-term as a fullback. But they're stuck between a rock and a hard place as well because week to week, I think you've got your six and your seven in Reynolds and Walker, but Reynolds can't seem to stay on the field regardless, and that's just from training, let alone games. Mm. He's broken down a couple of times this year. 
Cook is your nine, but then you've invested seven hundred thousand in Robbie Farah, who I said beforehand I stick by. That much, are they? Yeah, they are. That's how much they took. Oh, sorry, that's how much the Tigers are paying. But yeah, the deal going forward, yeah. I think they've given him another year on top, which is worth a fair chunk as well. So whether they've got him cheap now, I'm pretty sure the next year is worth at least half a million. So I don't, I can't justify that. And then you've got players like Clark, Tyrrell. There's a bit of a clean out. They heavily invested in the two Burgesses at the time. I can understand, but looking at that right now, they're in a pretty hard spot. And long contracts. Um, Sam's probably the only one you want to keep, but I think there's a couple of guys. Sam, there. Cody Walker. Tyrrell, Clark, there's a few young guys. I think it's basically time. Just flick a few of those guys, go through a bit of the suffering. No, I think I think Burgess and Walker are probably Reynolds. I keep Reynolds. Uh, I keep Cook, obviously. That That's a nice little... I like Crichton. Yeah, I like Crichton too. I, I think there's a young, a couple of young kids there that are going to need 50 NRL games. I like Heimel Hunt. He's just got to get that yeah, he ugly needs tackle stay, out of his game. And he needs to stay healthy field. too. He's had a couple of injuries, but... They're, look, they're, they're not going to have to be a total knockdown rebuild. Like, they're not a Newcastle or a uh, West Tigers, but they're not far off, I don't no, think. There's a couple of changes that need to happen, though, in that top 25 squad. And I've watched Particularly them... to get blown out like that against Manly. Yeah, ridiculous. Part of it's attitude, but I still think there's some dead wood in that squad that's still lingering that needs to go. And it's hard to understand because a week before they should have beaten Brisbane, yeah. and then they go out and dish that up. I, I can't work South out. No, I'm a bit confused as well. And the last one I've got here is rep round in general. Uh, fan, not a fan. What can we do to get around it? What's it. the alternative? I'm not really a big fan. I know all these people out there that barrack for international football and they want to see it get better and they want to see it get stronger. Um, I just, I'm all for it, but at the end of the year, not during the season. I think it kind of kills the momentum. City country's gone. The Anzac test should be played on Anzac Day, not played this week. If you're going to give them a break, like I said, do the bye weeks around standalone origins or something along that line. I, I don't know really... No what the answer is. But I don't like the competition just stopping all of a sudden. I don't think there should be any international football during the Super League or the NRL. Simple. It's a competition which runs, should run just consistently. Run your 24 rounds. I think they should have a mid-season break where they run play the origin over, I think it was, how did Wayne Bennett work out that they were going to do it? Played on a, played over three weekends or whatever. Play one on a Monday, Monday night. Monday, Sunday, or something like like Wayne Bennett had it worked out where they'd run it over three, three weekends. Maybe Friday, Saturday, the following Sunday, just so they had an eight-day turnaround into each game. But for me, that's that's and then have a knockout tournament, have our challenge cup, have our version of the challenge cup that runs during that. You know, have a, as a little bit of a, a bonus, throw a countryside into that. Maybe that's the opportunity where they do take games out of the country. Take those lesser games out to the country where the Origin players are out. Mm. So I don't know. I, I just think we should have 13 rounds, or sorry, 12 rounds, full rounds. Have your three-week break for Origin, and you have your your cup tournament, and then you go straight back into the other 13, uh, 12 rounds where everyone's got their full complement of players. I'm sick of getting to the end of the year and going, oh, this side misses out but they lost three games during Origin. This side gets in, but they won three games during Origin because they played against sides who... Plus injuries. Didn't have, yeah, all, all that as well. Yeah, I, I don't, it I don't a, like it. I, yeah. Origin's got to stay, obviously. Yeah. Origin is the pinnacle of our game, so that we need to make space for that. But this weekend, I couldn't give a shit who wins any of these games. I don't care. And if I didn't see any of these games... I. I don't know how many of these games I'll, I'll legitimately watch. I, will, I don't care. I will watch all of them because I love my football and I'm not expecting a whole heap, but I want to watch my football. But I want it to the NRL. I want to watch full that's sides. Right, that's what I'm play. saying. I don't want to watch this shit. But I am going to watch it because I want to watch the football. So that's, you know, just... Look, and look, I love international football. I love it. and I, I do like it. And the World Cup's at the end of the year. 
Yeah. And look, so why do we need this for? That's my whole thing. Like, I don't know. I don't know. And then you've got all this skullduggery with Bennett picking Hornington and uh, who's the other one? McQueen. The McQueen. Like, come on. Come off it. Yeah. You're not helping anyone. Well, Jeff Daniela's playing for the Cook Islands. Great for Jeff. Mm. But he's bloody working at my school. He's playing Ron Massey Cup. Mm. They're gonna, he's now playing an international test on the weekend. Yeah. You know, like, it's not NRL standard. Let's face it. And Jeff's played in our always an exceptional player. One mm. of the best players I've ever, I've ever played with. But he gets a call up today. Oh, I'm in the Cook Islands team. He's going to play on Saturday. Mm. He's going to juggle that around his full-time job. And I bet you he's not getting a nice little kicker out of it, which he should. Yeah. So, look, for me, I, I, I hate it. I, and we've just built up some momentum in the in the competition. Yeah, and, start, and then you do that. It could not come at a worse time. It's, it's ridiculous. Again, and look. Feel free on the page to express your yeah, dislike, like for what we're saying. But people beat the drum though about international football. I get it, but there's better ways to do it. This is not the way. Put to Put it do at it. the right time when there when there's a bit of an appetite for it. There is yeah. there is no appetite for international football right now. No, it's the NRL is an origin and origin. That's it. And if from my point of view, like I said, not being a bit stuck up on it, but I'm a Melbourne fan. We have players in city, country, New Zealand, Australia. So now I'm worried at eight and one that we're dishing out. Well, you are. Almost. You're loaning out your players eight to ten at players. the risk of getting injured. Um, even some of our Reggie's players are playing in the under-20s Kangaroos game, and there's uh, Justin Olam playing for Papua New Guinea, Tui Kamikamika playing for Fiji. All those guys are part of our top 25, so I don't like the fact that there's 11 guys going out basically for freebies, and there's the possibility to get hurt for a game that, frankly, means bugger all. And we're taking the piss when, like, Paul Vaughan didn't get picked for Australia. Like, uh, Boyd and Woods and all these guys got picked ahead of him. They're playing like busters. Like Vaughan's the form prop in the comp. He can't get picked for Australia. I, I just can't get interested in it. Like they talk about, you know, we're going to build a culture we'll or whatever. I, come on, Wade Graham can't make the uh, can't make the Australian side. Yeah. Please, yeah. If he's not one of the best back rowers in the game, if he's not in the best, what four? Back, how many back rowers did we pick four? If he's not one of the best four back rowers in the game, then I'll eat me hat. Well, like, we, leave picked, me we picked Cordner uh, in the back row, which is a given. And they've got Gillette, I understand. But Merrin shouldn't be there. And Gillette can play 13 easily. So I would add Gillette play 13 and Graham Wait, and Graham. Cordner in the back row. Or even if you start Thiday and have Graham on the bench. Don't have a problem with that. I wouldn't have Thiday on the side full stop. And when Papali went out, I just would have picked Graham, at least. Or even the utility spot, I would have been happy to have. Right. He can and play maybe, six, he can play centre, he can play back row. Morgan's in poor piss. form. But Fair dinkum. They yeah. are taking the pick. And then when, they, when two front rollers get ruled out... They bring in McLean, who I, you know, I said at the start of the year. After I think after two rounds, I said he's a New South Wales Origin bolter. Yeah. He still isn't going as good as Vaughan. No. So pick the side on form. If you're going to bring players into the Ooh. side, I get that you want to stay loyal to these players that went on the Four Nations. Get it. Yeah. Fine. But if you're bringing players in, make sure they're the best players on form. You know the other Reward one, these blokes. You know the other one that killed me, and he's a smart man, and I do listen to a lot of what he says, but Matt Johns is another one that was banging on Vaughan's drum and a couple of these other guys. Then he named his New South Wales team the other day, and he wasn't even in it. So I'm, I'm confused. There's a few people that have brought up two or three names, and they're not even picked in that sort. If anyone so. thinks Aaron Woods should be starting for Australia, I, to me... I, I don't see that logic at all. I, I really don't see that logic at all. I'm confused as well. Don't worry. Uh, that's our set of six. Jumping in now to the power rankings. I think I only had a, a couple of changes here. Not anything too major, but 
number one is quite obvious at the rep round break. It is the Melbourne Storm at one for me. Yeah, I got the Storm. I left the Roosters still at number two. I thought they were pretty good on the weekend. It's a, a short turnaround, tough trip there, and I think New Zealand are playing pretty well, but I still think the Roosters are the second Yeah, I got the Roosters at two. Sharks stayed at three, regardless of the performance, because, like I said, I think long-term they're going to be there. Yeah, I pumped them up uh, on the back of that win. They weren't convincing, but I, I don't know. I'm yep. coming around all. I left the Dragons at four because rep round and a bye means that Widot possibly is only going to miss two to three games instead of the six weeks that was first said. And I thought they were tough yesterday, even though they were ran over early by Melbourne. But, um, yeah, I, I don't think that's a true reflection. Well, I thought they were dog shit yesterday, and I've dropped them out. I've got the Broncos at four. Yep, well, I've got the Broncos at five. I've bumped them up a couple of spots. Uh, I think they've still been pretty good, but need to see Hunt back, need to see him play a full 80 minutes. Yeah, at five I have the New Zealand Warriors. Oh, wow, that's a yeah, big Yeah, well, mate, I, I'm convinced. The last two weeks they've gone out, they could have quite easily beaten Melbourne on Anzac Day, and they came out yesterday and beat the Roosters, who I thought were pretty good for the majority of that. Well, the key word for them right now is attitude. It's a lot better. Yep. It's a hell of a lot I'm better. I'm convinced. Number six, I dropped the Raiders down, and I've basically only left them there because under, again, there's not a lot of sides that I like full as a squad to come in. So Yeah. I've got uh, I've got the Dragons at six. Yep, I have Manly at seven. They're back in this week. Um, they keep winning away. They've dusted a couple of sides and they've had a couple of good away wins. So I just think uh, when they got their best seventeen on the park, they're a pretty good football side. Righty, I've got the Raiders at seven for reasons outlined that you sort of knocked. Uh, well, you've you're expecting out there. better. Simple. They're, look, I think they're going to make the eight, but yeah. top four, as you said at the top of the show, they uh, they need to be in the top four. Yeah. Uh, and eight, I've got the Cowboys still, but that's very, very borderline. I was okay. tempted to put the Warriors in. I expected Thurston to play, but he didn't. Yeah, well, I bumped the Cowboys out. I put Manly in. So, yep. I don't know how you've got how you don't have the Warriors in there. I almost, yeah, well, it's just they've, wow. they've still lost a couple. Are they even in the eight at the moment? What are they? Are they yeah, three they, wins they or been, four wins? They've got to be in the eight. Like four and five? Well, not, but it's not about being in the eight. It's about being the best team right now. But going into this break, I think they've only got three wins. They've competed wins. with who we've both got at one and two. I'm convinced on the Warriors. Yeah, well, I just think... And they're heading into the origin period where they're going to uh, run a train on everyone. From years of getting burned, I think that's why I haven't put them in just yet. So yeah. I'm going to wait and see. But that back end of the year is going to be the well, true I think Isaac reflection. Luke's form's turned around. Sheck's playing good. Foran's playing good. Johnson, what I've seen out of Johnson the last two weeks, I haven't seen in the last two or three years. So. And just quietly, thank you, even though it happened off the back of an injury, thank you, Stephen Kearney, for finally putting Chance Nickel Klogstad in your side. He's mm. been outstanding all last year. got their player's player. I swear to God how bad Ken Marmolo's been. I can't believe Chance hasn't taken his spot. But it took an injury for him to come in, and I thought he was good on debut. Yeah. But when Qatar comes back or whoever comes back in there, Marmolo's gone, surely. Uh, I keep Chance in the side. He's absolutely dynamic in the yeah, car. Marmolo's been playing good, but he's got a lot of errors in his game. His defence is horrible. He slides yeah. over the sideline. He goes off the field. Yardage carries good, but he's also got a poor grip on the ball. He just seems to drop it while he's trying to play it. So, yeah. Uh, very Manu-esque. They called him, you know, the mini beast, a bit similar to that a couple of years ago. Um, you know, I can't think of the name. Bill Tupo, but just some simple errors in his game. That's all. Yeah. But that's the power rankings. That's the set of six. Fan questions now. I'll try and punch through these. Before we review the games, uh, starting off, Wombat on Twitter. If you're building a new team and you could pick any player from the modern era as captain, who would it be? Cameron Smith for me. Yeah, Smith. Pretty straightforward, Easy. simple. Uh, David Beck, he said that he wants a set of positive thoughts about the NRL, so he wouldn't be too happy probably with a few of our gripes here. So obviously he's not liking all the negativity, but 
I will. Well, it's not negativity, it's honesty. It's honesty. I, I love the... I, positive thoughts about the NRL. Positive thoughts about the NRL is we should be watching NRL this weekend, not this dog shit rep round. Yeah. The country, city country game. Pretty much. The NRL is going great guns. Uh, the product on the field leaves a little bit to be imagined, I think. I, I'd like to see teams, I guess, get their own identity and start to play to their own strengths, not just that robotic sort of style of footy. I think a few clubs this year have tried to branch out and are uh, starting to adapt that philosophy. That would be my only criticism in the NRL. Is I think a little bit of the structures and stuff is a little bit same-same. But other than that, the NRL is great. Yeah, uh, it's hard to get good games every like in a full round, but we've had a couple of really good games throughout mm. the round so far this year that I've really enjoyed. I enjoyed Roosters Warriors, both the Anzac games last week, the Broncos-Cowboys game. There's been some good games of football this yeah. year. So well, I think the Roosters Warriors game yesterday is uh, in the top five games this year. I was a pretty big fan as well. Yep. Yeah, uh, Lucas, can you see a time where clubs will ban certain papers, journals from clubs like EPL, where Liverpool is banned the Sun? No, nah. I don't think they're allowed to, are they? They yeah, all come they into that room, do whatever they want at the club. But at the end of the game, when players come in or journals come into the room, I don't really think you're allowed to punch someone. Eh? I'll I tell know, you don't have to. Oh, well, not too sure. Yeah, I'm not too sure about that one, mate, but I don't think that would happen. Gallon's dive's got the attention of a few blokes. Roadrunner on Twitter. Thoughts on him taking the dive seem pretty obvious to me. Don't like to the game. Sets a bad precedent. And Paul Weatherspoon, not a big fan. He's basically saying it's cheating. He milked it. Gallon, you're a grub. No sportsmanship. It's not cheating. It's gamesmanship. Uh, Look, and it is bad sportsmanship. I thought it it was was a try. Clear dive. It was, it was a try. And you know the only way they're going to stop it is if they start awarding those tries yeah. and saying, you took a dive, next time, don't the dive, the thing go and make the tackle. Same as a bad read. Some guys say, yep, that's just a bad read or he's milked it, mm. but I don't know. I didn't hear who was in the box because I think I was in and out of the room cooking dinner right. at the no, time no. there, but whoever that was is kidding himself. That's a bad call. Bad call. You could tell that one blatantly. Bad call. Uh, people here basically saying about South like we did. Adam Stevenson, what is needed at South? Terrible at the weekend. Doesn't look bright for the future. And Randy Festus as well. Was the Manly South game an indication of how bad they are, how good Manly Well, Manly could potentially be good. But every time Manly do that, they come out and lay an egg. They've just got to be more consistent, I think, Manly. They need to play away every week. Every yeah. time they play away, they perform out of their skin. Very they, true. They can't win at home. The yep. only team they've beaten at home is the Bulldogs and... Um, you know, they've, I know they've won four of their last five or whatever, but I'm still not reading a whole lot into their form. No. But, yeah, I, I think what I said before, Souths just need to get rid of a few more pieces of dead wood and stay healthy. Losing Inglis hurts, Reynolds being in and out week by week hurts. I don't know what's wrong with that bloke. He's seriously held together by masking tape. But that's why I didn't put him in my eight and said in our season preview, but it's proof true. Mm. Um, this week, he was. Just, I don't think it was a, a game injury. He just pulled out. So I don't know what's wrong with him. Um, he's got some... Serious niggles, that's for yeah, sure. Adam Reynolds. Yeah. Adam Reynolds played this week. Just he gone. played on Friday night, yeah. I can't remember him playing. He, 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 he played, no, he, he pulled out the week before. Oh, the week before, yeah, that's right. With the busted shoulder from Good Friday. Mm. Uh, but no, he played on the weekend. He didn't play very well. Yeah, well, that's probably why I didn't even notice him. But yeah. just in general this year, he's been in and out a couple of times. Um, oh, he always is, yeah. Very inconsistent. But Jake Humphreys, do you think players are worth big money if they're constantly making errors? Sam Burgess, for example, plays big minutes, makes a huge impact. But when you're knocking the ball on three times a game, how effective can you really be? Kenny Dow, Tupo, George Burgess. Well, you can't compare oh. any of those guys to Sam. No. Sam makes errors, but Sam's exceptional. He makes close to 200 metres, quick play the balls, breaks the line, offloads, all those bits and pieces. The errors are coming on the back of basically what we're saying. His teammates aren't helping He's making errors from trying way too hard. Trying too hard. Kenny Dow and Tupo are just making errors because they're bad at football. 
and George. And Ferguson. Throw Ferguson in there as well. He's oh. making just as many. That, those three are killing the Roosters. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. killing the Roosters. Said it a couple of weeks ago. Unbelievable. It's been happening all year. Mm. All Tupac. year. Throwing these bullshit offloads coming out of coming out of yardage. I, I don't get it. I said it about Tupac. For some reason, he thinks it's, all it's three a, of them. a great idea. All three of them. Yesterday, uh, Ferguson just drops the ball cold, bringing the ball. Like, you can't defend your line for... Multiple sets against anyone in this competition. Like the Titans are right down the bottom. They've got the best success rate inside 20 mm. of any side. Yeah. And you look at the way Newcastle are playing, they're no easy beats. They're no. going to score on you if they get back to back sets. Mm. Man, and the, well, the Burgess twins are playing like bustards. Yeah. So, and they've got 100% errors galore. And for those players, the money isn't justified. But for every little negative thing that Sam does, and look, his errors are high. Let's let's not hide from that. But he carries that. But side. he gives a shitload more than what he what he takes away from that team. He, he's their heart and soul. Yeah, he carries that side. City country questions. There's a few here. Chris France, are you guys eligible to play for City Country? They need some players. I heard. I'd, I'd strap a boot on. I'd strap a boot on and blow an ACL out. But you can go in the back row. I'll go front row. Take I don't it. particularly want to play against Country. I'd rather play for uh, Country against City because yeah. City you got Ron Massey Cup players running around. I don't really run, want to run around with David Gear. No, I don't want to. I don't want to have to tackle Paul Vaughan. No. To be fair, and I don't want to get tackled by Dale Finucan because you'll chop me in half. No, I don't want to borrow that or no. DeBellin for that matter. But I don't want none of that. No. Nah. And True Grits, he said he's only been watching league for a year, but does City Country provide any value for fans, league, or players? Well, basically, what we said before it used to be a rep trial. It's no longer a rep trial. It's an exhibition. Clubs pay the players' wages. This game for them absolutely means nothing, and they're not considered for Origin out of it. So mm. it's not providing anything. Pretty simple. Every club should have to play one game every year in the country and spread things out, mate. Um, Campbell Scott, how does Blake Ashford still make first grade and they want to get rid of Lola here? Well, I think something's obviously happening in the background with Lola here. He wanted to leave at the start of the year, so maybe Kearney's just wiped him. But I'm hearing there's a lot of clubs interested, including the Tigers, at possibly playing him at fullback. Well, there's obviously something going on with Tui Lola here. Because he's clearly a better player than Blake Ashford. Yeah, but I don't think he's a centre. I don't think honest. he's a centre either. They say he's a centre wing, half, fullback. I like him as a fullback or a 5'8". Mm. Um, so I can understand the Tigers and a few clubs looking at him. But he's been there for a few years. He's had a few different coaches. He's been in and out. They've obviously pushed him out now with four in there. Um, you know, I'd like to see him in the number one jersey at the Titans. I'm a bit on the side of the Tigers. I wouldn't be surprised if they did pick him up and play him at fullback. Well, I like the option if they can't get definitely a, got that connection. Yeah, well, if they can't get a Dugan or someone like that over for what they've got there currently, that yeah. wouldn't be a bad move. Take a pun on Lula here. 50 NRL games at the age of 22, and he's played a few positions. He's mm-hmm. certainly worth uh, the roll of the dice, that's for sure. Uh, the HIA, there's a couple of people obviously asking here. Ultimate Supercoach, what's involved? From what I've heard, it would be easy to fail if you weren't concussed. It's an iPad test from what I know. Yeah, it's not it's not overly hard. And it's not it's not base there's no pass or fail. The players do it at the start of the year when they are coherent. Get, get a score. They get a score. So they need to score around the score that they they obviously achieved when they were of a normal mindset mm. and not concussed. And that's how it's a judge. So it's not like oh every player's gotta get this score. They just need to score around what they scored previously at the start of the year as their basis test. So. I, I tell you what, though, we did one of these when I got to twenties, and it used to be a paper test. Blokes purposely know about it, do worse to make sure they can get the score easier. I looked around the room, and some blokes. Yeah, but that's that. That's an uncontrollable element. You're never going to get that out of the game. But I sat there, and you know, the, you answer and correct, or it's the amount and how many you get correct. But some people answered like twenty instead of the forty or so Look, they could. For me, you watch the Matt Pryor one on the weekend. 
oh. gets KO'd on the first tackle. Uh, and then you have the Tigers who follow the rules. Like Tedesco gets that high tackle from James Maloney, goes off the field, they follow the process correctly. You know, like for me, that's a bigger issue than what, what it is about them, you know, if they're going to the scores or the reduce interchange, etc. For me, if it's foul play, you should you should automatically activate that extra player. My argument is, is I don't understand. Like, 18th man, to me, doesn't really make sense either, now that I've really had a good think about it. Just make it a five-man bench. The coach can use whatever four of those five he wants based on what happens in the game. Yeah. And then the last man there... The concussion. ...is just, yeah, if, if it happens, play. yeah. Yeah, well, that was what Troy Wilmot was getting on here. Is it time to have a look at uh, having well, they reserves? Did. They did. The competition committee had a look at it, and they decided that it's not worthwhile. Yeah. Muppets. He's basically saying it's no fun watching a team defending, or, no. you know, out on their feet defending because they don't have yep. a full bench because players have to play out of position Agreed. or they've been injured. So yep. that's a fair point, Troy, and we agree. Uh, Rob Carter, he wasn't happy about the Aaron Wood situation that obviously you posted up about last night. Yep. But just a few things he took out of it. It didn't sit with him well as a member. Start of the year, he saw himself as a Tiger for life, but he's not mistaken. There was a table, uh, an offer awaiting a signature. He didn't do that. He also mentioned there was no communication from the club. Isn't his job just to play football and let management deal with off-the-field staff? Lastly, he wants to focus on footy, and he does this by sitting down with the journal and tees off on the club. Terrible look makes things almost untenable. Untenable, yeah, close to. I agree. I think it was... I get that he uh, he's frustrated with all the internal bickering, etc., etc. I understand why he'd go to the Bulldogs significantly more money. Get all that. That's fine. However, he didn't really admit that. He didn't say, look, it's a nice deal and I want to go here and yeah. I'm best mates with Clemmer and, you know, whatever. All yeah. that stuff, that's fine. They're legitimate reasons. You know, if you said to me I could move to another school with, you know, two or three or one of my best mates on more money, uh, you know, with better people around me, of course you'd go. Anyone would go in any profession. That, that makes sense. Part I didn't like about it was that he said that, you know, he's sick of watching finals football. Well, on one hand, you can't say I'm an elite player, I demand elite money when you're not delivering elite performances. Because if you were, the Tigers would have made a final series with this big four since 2011, which then they haven't. Yeah. They, they, they could off last year, obviously. And Robbie, Robbie Farrow's got a lot to do with that as well. Yeah. You know, his, his performance was performances were subpar for the Tigers as well for a long period of time. So, look, I don't think the, the, uh, the players have got no one to blame but themselves for the fact that they haven't played finals football. And I find it really, uh, really difficult to argue with anything that... Um, has been said there in, in, our question, in the question to us. Yeah, I agree 100% with that. Um, I was quite disappointed with it as well. And the thing about saying they've got to communicate with me and they've done this and that, I'm more on what you said. If they're the big four and they had Farah and they've had other blokes there previously they've let go, they should have made the finals. Quite yep. simple. So that's my big thing that annoys me. But uh, Matteo, he's asking about Mal's new policy, not to have dickheads picked from off-the-field incidents. It highlights how poor NRL behaviour is. He's got Radrara for feed up Parley. They've all been overlooked due to off-field controversy. Feed is obviously back in now. Is it that hard to find 17 blokes that aren't misbehaving? No. No. It's not it's, that hard. It's not. Uh, who's, who, who are we in reference to here? It's Fafita, is it? Well, Semi, you've got Papali, who's got his drink-driving thing, and he got kicked out. Uh, Fafita last year obviously left out from his setup, and... I guess if you want to bring up another one on past behaviour, you've got Ferguson, who's obviously been in trouble off the field for feeder. Well, Ferguson's in the side, isn't he? Dugan has had some off-field troubles. It's been a couple of years, though, but, you know, I think he's just more going on about, is it that hard a good to find 17 blokes? No. No, there's plenty there that are doing the right thing that are playing good footy. We're just not picking them. Yeah, 
I agree with that. And obviously, Fafita, his issue was last year. Now the couple of injuries, he's back in the side. But um, yeah, it's it's one of those things, I guess. Jeremy, he's asking, who does Wade Graham have to pay to get a Kangaroos jersey? Obviously, he understands loyalty in the system and short turnaround, but it's bullshit on form that he's not in the side. I, I disagree as a form front rower. Uh, form, form back, back rower, I think Boyd Cordner is. I mean, uh, but Wade's I think Wade very Graham's, bloody close. Wade Graham's second. Uh, I think he'd be very close on his heels. We agree with you there, mate. Kyle Sapsford, I think the Blues' origin half should be Pierce and Miami, but in saying that, when does Chan, Tan, Townsend at least get thrown in the conversation? No. He said he's been better than Maloney. I agree with that this year, but again, it's also about stringing together form over a long period of time. You've got to remember... Yes, he did win a comp last year, but he was also dropped during the final series. So, a good start to this season. He's also going to pair him up with someone. Like, Pierce, to me, is the clear pick. He's the best half, and you're pairing him with Maloney. They won a comp together. Yeah. And they've got what, their... what I'm saying is, is that, okay, so you pick Townsend over Pierce, you'd have to pick Maloney with Townsend. You can't put, you couldn't put Townsend with Pierce. No, two sevens. That's what I'm saying. So, I think he's let down by that. Yeah. He's let down by the fact that. You know, if Maloney was going absolutely great guns and Townsend's form was on borderline with Pierce, you could make that argument. The other, the other obvious choice, though, and I said this last week, is Cordner plays with Pierce on one side, Maloney plays with Graham on the other side. So you've got two club combinations why, straight away. Why wouldn't they do that? And then if you can pick Bird on the correct side as well, if he's one of your centres, he goes on the Sharks' edge yep. as well. So you can already have club combos left, right and centre. Uh, Simon Hansen, does Aaron Woods get injured? A huge win for the Blues. Well, yes. I'm happy if they get Vaughan or McLean in, but... We'll have to wait and see what happens there. Andrew Wales, I'm no fan of the Storm. It was Cronk sent off a bit harsh. Nah, I thought it was I fair. I thought it was. I'm a fan and of the Storm, and I thought it was fair call. He was pretty late in well, there. Well, his arm was still up. He was still trying to reach out to the to the line. So what's Cronk supposed to do? Let him score? No, nah, not let him score, but I didn't think he was getting there. But he held on for too long. He was the third bloke in, so I can kind of understand it. Yeah, look, but, I'm, I'm happy if it was a, a penalty for the holding down. But for any involvement in the tackle, his arm hadn't touched the ground. He's reaching out for the line. What do you want him to do? Let him score? I didn't think he was going to score. I thought the momentum was done. Well, he, yeah, okay, didn't think he was going to score. If he reaches but out. But he still had his arm out. He's reaching out for the line. Yeah, but he was already he grounded, so he would have been penalised. You'd be hammering him if he didn't jump in. He and he would have scored. It would have been a double move and he was tackled. No, it wasn't. The arm was still up in the air. I thought he was tackled. No, so I didn't think so. They all stopped, but Jordan Palmer, what's with Melbourne putting the queue in the rack this year? Billy must be having a bloody heart attack up there in the box. Oh, well, they had 12 players on the field. Yeah, that's, well, I think he's referring... dog shit garbage time points by the Dragons. Like, if anyone's convinced by the points they scored at the end, please, the Storm tore him a new asshole for 60 minutes. Yeah, but I think he's more referring to the, Mel- uh, the Manly game, and there's a couple of others where they haven't just gone on and had 80-minute performance this year. Oh, they're 8-1. They're on top of the comp. Yeah. And there's plenty, plenty of time to uh, to rectify that sort of stuff. They're winning tough, which is the most important yeah. thing, when they're losing those leads or holding on to them. So I'm happy with that. Adam Bain, disparity between the Tigers and the Bulldogs is obvious over the weekend. Reynolds cheered off by the Dogs fans while Woods and Moses booed and Banners, uh, you know, obviously against the players. Is this the players' fault or the organisations in the way it's been handled? Both. Both. I agree with that. And he's also said, just quietly, Dogs now won four of the last five and have the third best defensive record. Smoke and mirrors. No, they won't convince me. I'm not I haven't convinced. got me convinced. No, definitely not. Uh, Who have they beaten in the four of those five? Well, I'd like to know. Like, obviously, Canberra's a good scalp. Who else have they beat? They beat the Broncos down there at ANZ. That was the start of the winning streak when Des was under all that trouble. Yeah. They beat South on Good Friday. Yeah, they lost to the Tigers, though. <laughs> Oh, yeah, exactly. So that's one of those ones in there. I don't know what it is. I think just sometimes they seem to put teams off with the ugly style of play, but 
I'm still not. Bastard style of play. Let's put it this way. Even if they do what we said they probably will do, grab seventh or eighth, they're not winning the comp. Simple. If they do find a way into the finals, good on them, but they're not winning the comp. They're not a threat for the premiership. So they beat beat Brisbane. They beat Newcastle. Yeah. They beat South. They lost to the Tigers. And then this week they beat... Uh, the Raiders. Yeah. A couple of legit wins, but a couple of bad losses. So. Yeah. Look, I think they're where I thought they'd be, scrapping for a top eight spot. Yeah, might be bottom of the eight, but simple. Yeah. They're not winning the comp. No. They're not having the top for that. Justin White saying, what, roughly what percentage of salary cap would you give to each position? Am I, I'm a Dogs fan, and it looks like we're giving a quarter of our cap to four props next year. That's what the Bulldogs do. Yeah. They've done it for years. Land of the um, Giants. What percentage? What was the question? What percentage? Percentage to different positions. Well, it depends, I guess. On well, it depends also on what position in the depth chart that is. So you pay your number one prop, obviously a higher percentage than what you would your number two. No, prop. I think he means different positions. Full stop. Okay. I, I think it depends on your coaching style and what players you place more importance on. So, a Melbourne setup obviously go heavy on the spine players. And then they've got a prop, a back row, and then a lot of bits and pieces around it. Whereas, well, you want to have one elite player in each position, ideally. If there's enough elite players out there, I suppose. Well, I think if you manage your cap right and you've, you're somewhere where people want to come to play, I, I think it's not that difficult to do. Yeah, well, it's different to each coach, I suppose. In the if way it was you a level playing field, it's not obviously no, a level it's playing not, field. So it's hard to get a percentage there, but I think it all depends on coaches, what style you want to play, how you want to spread your money out. There's different moulds for a couple of clubs. Mm. Justin, he's asking, when will the Broncos be considered in the top four, at least in our power rankings? Haven't play, uh, played their best yet, but they're still getting wins. At least. Like what? They should have already been in there. <sighs> they haven't been that convincing. They haven't won a game by more than four points or something prior to a couple of those wins, I think, a few weeks ago. They are all under four points, weren't they? I think they've played tough. They've played uh, tough. I, they're, they're right around the top four. Still need to say more, but if you've just mentioned that, this week I had them at five, Rock's got them at four. So after stringing some wins together, they have pushed up in our power rankings. Yeah. But he's more saying here, second favourite with the bookmakers. I don't care what the bookies think. No. I don't think they're second favourite for the comp right now. I tipped him for the minor premiership, so... Yeah, I still have the Roosters ahead of them. They'd probably be number three if I was a bookie at the moment. Um, and he said, of course, we're getting favourable decisions. Well, you just hit the nail on the head. You should have won the South game. Uh, the Penrith one's all right, and there's been a few other bits during the year, but they're a tough side. Well, the Titans game, they got handed to on a platter. So there's... They're analogy. T- so if they lose the Titans game and lose the Rabbitohs game, they're not in the eight. Simple. If they're playing finals and Milford... If Hunt comes back and him and Milford get better, I think McCulloch's been the standout along with Boyd. They can win the comp. They can win the comp, but there's a little more work to do. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Uh, Panthers questions, obviously, this wow. week. Plenty of people, again, not happy. Um, Matt Swinburne, what the hell is happening at Penrith? And what the hell is happening at Redfin? Well, we've already spoke about come South. Redfin. Penrith, there's a lot of things going on. We've talked about it before, and it's pretty simple. Tactics... Attitude, you know, there's a lot of things lurking in the background. New defensive system, it's quite poor. Not enough blokes having a dig. And I feel sorry for Regan, Regan Campbell Gillard. I feel sorry for Isaiah Yo, and that's about it, to be honest. And I feel sorry for Peter Wallace. Yep. Oh, I, I can't go over it again. Nah, we've talked about it every single week. Yeah. James Hughes says if you coach the Panthers, could you name you one to seven? Well. I don't think the one to seven has been the big issue, to be honest. I think the uh, forward pack has been more the issue. What they get off the bench. One to seven. I'd have Edwards at fullback. Yep. Dallin on one wing. Dallin and who's my other winger? Well, there you go. Well, I'd have Hicku and I'd have Peachy and Farah as my centres. My six, I've said before that I had no problem with Martin and Cleary, but they've got Tyron May there and they won't play him there either, so. 
Yeah, I'd play Moylan at six. I think I said... And I'd play uh, Nathan Cleary Nathan at uh, seven. Yeah. Well, the but, point it's got to now is what I said last week. If Moylan thinks he's a six, he's playing in a dinner suit at fullback. If Martin's going, Moylan goes to six with Cleary at seven. Edwards goes to the back because Dallin's better off in yardage and he can't ball play. Hiku on a wing, Farah in the centres with Peachy. That's what I'd have. How Tyrone Peachy's playing off the bench is dumbfounded. Yeah, and anyone that wants to make the argument about... Well, we had a few. Wonga. Yeah, but seriously. And then people were saying he's a centre. He's not a centre's asshole. He's a winger at best. He's got a good carry, but he makes errors and he makes poor defensive he's decisions. He's a reserve grader. He's not a centre. He's a winger. That's what he is. Uh, James... Oh, sorry, we got that one. David Boyle said how long till Hook gets the axe, but I read today in the paper the that uh, Brian Fletcher, the CEO, or whoever, whatever his bloody job is, said they're going to extend him. So he's not going anywhere. I certainly wouldn't be extending him yeah. based on what I've seen. That, that'd that be a uh, foolish decision, but I, I certainly wouldn't be ju- running for the axe either. Yeah, and he's also got here, why are commentary teams so obsessed with Hayne? He's played three games and they talk about him origin selection like it's I'm a Titans it. fan and I thought he did as much ordinary as he did good on Saturday. And uh, But I, I get why we're going to pick him for origin because he's a proven performer there and we've picked him there before when he hasn't been playing well and he always delivers for the state. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, but look, in terms of his form for the Titans, he needs to do a lot more to justify... His pay packet. If you really want to watch closely, there's a, there was a few times there where he just did some selfish shit on the weekend. He towards the end of the game, there the Titans made a break. Someone got tackled in the corner. We had a five man overlap, and he scoots down the short yeah. side to try and score. Wanted a hat trick. Selfish. Yeah, yeah, I think he's still a lot of selfishness coming out in his game. And, and to me, he looks more sidetracked by what the media are saying and what, particularly Paul Kent's got under his skin big time. Yeah. Uh, and everything that Paul Kent has said has been leaked clearly by someone at the club, I don't know who, or players or whatever. Kenty's getting his information from inside the club and Jared's getting upset about what people who are at training are saying about him. Yeah. So I, it's, yeah, confusing. And there's obviously a few little things to iron out with him and Neil Henry because Neil Henry's obviously got his way of doing things and... Uh, Jared's got his way of doing things. And in a team environment, you need to gel and be cohesive and do what's best for everyone, not what's best for just the coach or just one player. It needs to be cohesive and the best for what's good for you know the collective, everyone. Yeah, well, he's one of the only players who's performed for New South Wales. So if you grab a spot on the wing with your options at the moment, uh, I wouldn't have a problem with him playing over Ferguson. I don't have a problem one. with him on the wing. No. Uh, Daniel Friend, did anyone check on Gossip's well-being over the weekend? Has he been drowning in bathwater? Oh, well, he got kicked out to the uh, new man cave. He's yeah. just moved houses. We did check on him. Spent the weekend in his man Can't shed. Can't say I feel sorry for him. Just been drinking in his man shed on his own. Yeah, I, I don't feel sorry for him at all. Yeah. Because uh, I've had to endure a lot of uh, lonely, dark seasons with the Titans. Yeah, I'm the only one. And the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. So I'm the only one who's been smiling since we've been starting this podcast, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, ben Noves. Is Cartwright one of the most overrated players in the NRL? Not a good enough playmaker or kicker to play six. Not good enough running at a, lo- a running a line or tackling to be a decent back row. Where would you play him? Okay, so we're, he's an overrated 5'8". Because he's not a 5'8". I think he shouldn't he's... be playing 5'8". And he's not fit enough to play 5'8". He's too slow to play 5'8". He's an edge back rower. He's a Filetti Matteo type player. That's what he is. I think he's... his attitude's too poor. Simple. I don't know. I don't know him. I've met him a couple of times. Seems like a nice enough guy. On the field, body language probably isn't the best. But he's part of this generation that, you know, all of them, their body language doesn't look that great. It's hard to know what's going on. It's hard to know whether there's... Is there still other issues going on behind the scenes? Probably. I don't, I don't know. The side isn't going real well. Uh, he's not playing overly well. He doesn't look fit. Like, to me, he still looks as though he's playing 
with some sort of injury, which is foolish in itself. They shouldn't be playing him if he's still busted. Yeah. But they're desperate, and this is what clubs do. They're, they're desperate, so they're going to have to put him in and I risk mean, it and off-field try issues. and win. There's a whole lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff going on there. I don't think he's overrated. I think he's got the potential to be one of the best back rowers in the game. Like, you look at Bryce Cartwright, you look at Wade Graham. Yeah, but my, similar body shapes, similar yeah, skill sets. Not consistency, But though. hang on, Wade, Wade Graham got the punt from Penrith for, for playing very, very similarly to what Bryce Cartwright currently is. So He got punted like six years ago because he was I, a 5'8 who I was turning get, into a back row. I get similar. They're very similar. It reminds me a lot. This situation reminds me a lot of Wade Graham's situation. Yeah, I never questioned Wade's effort. Wade was always physical. So you're saying that there. Cartwright's issues are effort-based? Effort and attitude. Yeah. Well, I can agree with some of that. Some, some things he does on the field are poor. He doesn't have a great respect for the football at times, I don't think. Particularly when uh, your, your side is struggling, you can't afford to just throw the ball away and willy-nilly and make errors. I agree with that. Look, yeah. I, I think he's... he. This time last year, I would have picked him for New South Wales. So he, he can... He's not overrated. I, I think he needs to go back to the edge, get a solid half next to him, which was, I think, Wallace, wasn't it? It was Wallace last year. I think he's missing Wallace. I think he's missing a senior sort of player on his on his edge. Penrith, however, as a collective and as a team, need Wallace at nine. So unless they bring Rain in and then move Wallace back out to the halves, which I think might be a good move. I, I don't know. They've got to try something. But, I, look, I think uh, Cartwright will get better as the season goes on and as he gets a little bit fitter and hopefully the side plays a little bit better. But at the moment, he's not playing well. Well, no. summing up the Wade Graham move, can't compare the two at the end. He simply got punted because I'm Penrith... I'm not comparing the two. No, I'm just saying they're very similar Penrith, in that Wade Graham was playing very similarly to what Cartwright is at the moment. Not with the errors and all the he, bullshit where he could tackle. No, not even close. It was quite simple. Poor management, piss-poor coach Matty at the time. They thought he was a six. He was always going to be a back row. They let him go. Big mistake. He was playing like a buster. Because he's been great since he's been at the Sharks, and he always was. So that was just poor reading by them. They well, said he was I, I disagree. Six. He was playing like a buster. He was always going to be a And back so right. is Cartwright at the moment. So there, there's the line that I'm drawing. Wayne Stoneman. Why is Latrell Mitchell still being rested? How tight is the bloke? Or is something else going on? Well, it was just more a bit of a mental situation where he talked to Trent Robinson, said he needed to get away for a few weeks and enjoy his football again. Well, how about the former Joseph Manu? Yeah, that too. But spotlight, obviously, and all these bits and pieces, he's going to have to learn to deal with that expectation if he's going to play NRL week in, week out. But that's part of it. And, yeah, Manu's been outstanding. He's been good there. He doesn't get enough credit for the job he's done, as far as I'm concerned. If uh, Latrell Mitchell's coming back for me, he's coming back on a wing. Well, right Punt, now... Tupo or Kenny Dowell or whoever it is that's on the wing that's making all the errors. Yeah. I'm not moving Joseph Manu. Joseph Manu to me and Mick Gordon are the two that yeah. I that have penciled in for me every week at the moment. Yeah, Manu should have been in there before one of those two a couple of weeks earlier. Yeah. Manu's playing exceptional. Maybe. He deserves to be there. Uh, Troy Brown, what has happened to the Cowboys? Understanding that they've got most of their spine and Matt Scott out, their defence and general ability to hold the ball is that of a third-grade side. Thurston really going to make that much a difference? Yes. He's the best player in the game. Game manager, setting things up, directing on the weekend they couldn't even get to a fifth tackle option and Michael Morgan Michael Morgan's playing like a bastard yeah and that's what's under here Ben Richards showed that Michael Morgan is overratable Michael Morgan's what overrated what's overrated a, I don't like that word What overrated compared to what compared to last time he played without Thurston well he's a 6 he's not a 7 he doesn't organise he runs the football he works off the back of momentum they're struggling without their front row three of their spine some of the forwards aren't doing the job and they've got a prop playing halfback at the moment. So. Yeah, this time last year, everyone was saying Gareth Widdop's overrated. Mm. Now look at him. Yeah. You know, like it depends on... Forwards going forward. Forwards going forward, but also the makeup of your side, the dynamics, et cetera, et cetera. So yep. he's not overrated, Michael no. Morgan, but he's not playing well and he's not taking the ball by the horns like they need him to. Yeah, and that's pretty straightforward. But as you're out of there, he needs to do a bit more of that. Uh, Nigel Huntley. 
why was why has the game evolved so much that the attacking team can do no wrong from uh, with the apart from drop the ball, and even that sometimes is a fifty fifty call. So I think he's just saying everything favours the attacking side, and I agree on the strip penalties. There's some strip penalties where blokes just drop the football claim that's instantly just a whistle gets blown. That's the way the game's gone. Yeah, and then we into that question, Nathan Hunt saying on the back of it that stripping penalties. The refs seem to have no idea and are just guessing. I feel the stripping rule should be scrapped. If a player cannot hold onto the ball securely and loses it, he is the only one to blame. Well, I don't think you can scrap it because it would just be a free-for-all. But No, I think scrap it and say there's no stripping allowed. I think the Tapine one the other week where a player falls off and you're back to a one-on-one, that should be yeah. a fair game. Like If you're back in a one-on-one situation just because someone was engaged earlier, you should be able to rip the football You're out. never going to eliminate a 50-50 drop ball. No. I don't know. And are the refs guessing? Probably sometimes they are. Yeah. But you would be too if you're out there in the middle and yeah. you're looking at, you know, or whatever. You're looking at your 10 metres, you're looking at your toucher, you're looking at the pocket ref, you're looking at, you know, a third man in. Whatever you're looking at, you, you, you can't watch the ball the whole time. No. So then when the ball comes out, you've got to rely on your touchies, the bunker, the whoever. And look, I think the bunker should be able to come in. If they can see what the refs on the field can't see and see that it is a strip or it wasn't a strip, they should be able to call it. Yeah. Let's get the call right. 100%. Uh, Josh Wilson, are the refs and video refs making the game unwatchable? The amount of bad calls this year has been a complete joke. Well, I don't think it's been unwatchable. There's been some bad calls, but I wouldn't go that far. Some of them are, um, are unwatchable. I've turned off a lot of games this year, but not all of them. No. Uh, the referees are having an impact on a high percentage of games, that's for sure. That's why, look, a lot of people don't bet big money on rugby league no. because there's so many variables, and the referees are too often making themselves that variable. Uh to me, again, my philosophy on refereeing is you should be there to enforce the rules, but you're not there to be a part of the game. You're not you're not there to be on TV. You're not there. You're trying to be in the background as much as possible. Yep, I agree with that. Andrew Pointer, how would either of you rework the dogs' breakfast as NRL contract signing side? Because well, well they need a fixed period. Straightforward. Middle of the year, there should be a trade window because guys seem to move. Middle of the year and end of the year, they could have similar what the AFL does. But I'll stick to my point. The last few weeks. We're the only ones that flood the papers with all this drama uh, during mid-year, have something to talk about all the time. So on that side of things, I think we're kind of good in that sense against the AFL. As I don't think that'd go so. away regardless, but it'd, obviously uh, it'd be minimised. There'd be less of it. Yep. Mattress, Matt Ford. How about this for a topic? We all whinge about the rules that need to be changed, how the bunker should be handled, how player movement should work, etc. Why doesn't the NRL sit down with coaches, captains, CEOs, end of each season, not at any change that need to be made? That way, everyone knows what's going to happen for next season and can prepare for it all off-season. Thoughts? Maybe your own ideas? You've probably thought about well, that this happens. before. Well, they do have the that coaches happens. meeting and all that. So uh, They have a forum at the end of the year where the coaches, captains, CEOs are all involved, uh, invited. Not all of them get involved, mm. and to which point they shouldn't be complaining. They should just shut up and cop it because if you're not there and you're not going to make the effort to go and put your opinions forward, then don't expect the rules to be changed to suit your views. Uh, however... They've got a competition committee which meet, I think, monthly during the season. I don't like the fact that we can change rules during the year full stop. I don't think that should happen unless it's an absolute obvious one like the 18th man, which I'm surprised didn't get changed in the off-season, to be fair. But, yeah, look, that happens. We just need to get better systems in place to best implement them at times which best suit the game. But I can't argue with what he said. 
Yeah, it, it does need to be better managed. Hundred percent. Andrew Wales, one of the sharks, really clicking the gear and stopped taking less of teams so lightly. Oh, they're on a premiership hangover, man. Yeah, they're going through this period. They've got to get to the origin period. Back into the year is the real crunch time where you'll see whether they're going to be a genuine contender again or Just not. Just get the top four. And they got up for Melbourne the other way, so I think that's enough if you're a fan to kind of look that they're getting up for the bigger games. And it's also every team that they're playing want to, want to beat them. Yeah, the it's very, very different to last year when you're chasing that first premiership and you know you've. You're still the joke of the league because you haven't won a comp, and there's all that pressure around. Uh, this year, it's very, very different. You're the you're the hunter, not the hunter. Yep, Rob McKinlay, last one. Why can my under sixes play the ball correctly, but professionals earning six hundred thousand a season are allowed to play it like touch footy? Well, it's pretty plain and simple. They can do it. They choose not, not to, to because they train that way. It's a bad habit. And. The fact, the fact of the matter is the referees aren't uh, enforcing it. Yeah, if they did, my God, there'd be some penalties. That's for sure. Everyone just rolls the football. But thank you for your fan questions. Any ones that uh, we miss out on, we'll answer on the page if we get a chance during the week. Reviews of the game from the weekend. Broncos-Panthers, 32-18. Basically, for 60 minutes, they were completely outdone the Panthers. Poor defense, poor attitude again. Goal line and general effort. Um, the carries, there was nothing good about it. No. Bad, um, bad, bad, bad. Broncos were pretty solid, I thought, but Penrith uh, were pretty ordinary. They they need to play like they did at the end. Add lib, push up, simple, run hard, throw yeah. this. I'm not sure why they've got so overstructured in the off season, but the, the off season is just a chance for coaches to pump structure and fitness into players that they don't really need. Yeah, I still got a problem with the last twenty because people are like, "How good was Mike? Like, it's garbage time. They shut down. It's, it's garbage, garbage time. time. It's twenty eight nil. It's like I the dragon it. yesterday. It's garbage time footy. But that is how they should play their football. There's Correct. a there's a reason that did work because that's how it works. Simple carries, pushing yep. up in numbers, quick play the balls. In particular, Regan Campbell Gillard, and then off the back of that, working off the offloads and pushing around the football. The Broncos were at sixes and sevens. Yeah, that's what they do good. Go back to what you do good. Correct. Quite straightforward. And Play simple, on, son. Just poor attitude and just drop a bit of the structure out and you'll be fine. And I stick by what I said. Cacao was back in, but I still want to see Rain come back into the side as well. Yeah, um, I agree. I'd move. If you're going to drop these halves, you need to move Wallace back into the halves, play Rain at nine. Well, if Martin is going and Moylan thinks he's 5'8 uh, in this situation, it's got to come to a head at some point. It's getting to that point. So how do you do it? He touched the football. Edwards plays fullback. Moylan yeah. goes to six. and Who plays in the halves then? Moylan and Cleary. Okay. Cleary. If Martin's going. No, I'm saying Edwards you move plays Wallace out and play no. Rain at nine. You he play stays Rain at nine. Bench. Rain goes on the bench, though. He needs help, Wallace. He's getting absolutely hammered. So what are you going to do? Play Wallace for 60-odd? Something like that. 50, okay. There's nothing wrong with that. That's fine. It's better than playing yeah, yeah, I'm only asking you. Go. So play on. Let's, let's angry, move. Yeah. Uh, I thought Maguire, absolutely outstanding. Killed Trent Merrin. Outplayed him. He's been in good form all year. But again, form doesn't get you a kangaroo's jersey, unfortunately. Roberts was really, really good again. Just shows what happens when they give him some early ball and... Uh, on the Penrith side of things, I felt sorry for Campbell Gillard and Harrowware and I. He's been really, really good. Was good. He got hospital. Yo, he was good too. Yeah, Yoey's been good. But those three, like you said the other week, when Corey got dropped after being their best player basically for a couple of weeks and then gets brought back in. Well, the other one's just gone to the Tigers. Watini's Lesniak, Malachi, he played sensational when yeah. he came in. Edwards. So did Edwards. I don't get it. No, pretty sad, but uh, obviously they're a week off now, a couple of guys to play some rep football. It's time to review some things. I think Griffin has to swallow his pride here and uh, let the reins down a little bit. And, well, it looks like they've sacked the uh, idea of having halves uh, outside backs on the bench. Well, they need to. step forward. Rain needs to be the next one to come back in. Yeah, uh, that's got to happen. But we move on from that. Good win by the Broncos. Manly 46-8 over South. Pretty much the same thing again. Poor attitude, poor defense. Absolutely outplayed. Dominated by Manly. 
Um, that edge with Walker was destructive. I'm not a big fan of the bloke, but he was outstanding. Uate couldn't have had four easier tries gifted to him. They're just a team. They don't have a great amount of depth, like we said, but I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the mobile phone ban, making and bond together, all the stuff that they've been doing with Trent Barrett, but they're definitely a group, that's for sure. They are. They yeah, play for each other. Well. There's just consistency. Like they, they string a couple of good weeks together. They give you a couple of bad weeks. They're a young side. They're learning. I don't know whether they'll make the eight. I, did, I left them out of my eight, but they're playing better than I thought they would. 100%. And attitude, again, when we talk about things, may not have uh, the top-end talent. They get a couple of really good players, but their attitude as a whole is outstanding. They get a lot out of their bench. They get a lot out of their starters. I think Tapio's in a pretty good vein of form after struggling last year. Lawrence is so underrated when he's healthy. Yeah. Both the Trebojevic brothers are outstanding. Walker... And obviously Green's there to do a job to free up uh, Daly Cherry Evans, and that's working. And Coruscant. Coruscant's back to the kind of form you'd want to see. Yeah. So full ticks all around, 60-40 possession, 800 metres, 1,800 metres to 1,000. They killed him. Simple. Um, and South, I just feel sorry for Sam. That's probably the only one, yeah. to be honest. Uh, poor bastard. And they've got to change some things there very, very quickly. But Eels, Cowboys, again, doesn't need a lot to be said. 26-6, still missing those players. JT was supposed to play pulled out. Absolutely no control and full credit to Parramatta. It, this is Arthur's team. This is the way they play. Full-blown thuggery. Savage them. Line speed. It works. Yeah. They absolutely. just overwhelm them. They bashed them for 80 minutes. They made it ugly. And I have to give a rap again. I said it last week. Nathan Brown. Nathan well, Brown is leading this forward pack. Love him. He deserves that starting role and he's been brilliant. But yep. Kenny Edwards, mate, give yourself a triple. I think you're a good footballer. But that reaction... The slap, you're one week back from after getting in trouble for... It was a punch, it wasn't a slap. Yeah, well, he's one week back from, you know, this off-field incident where he was being banned, and that's the first thing you do for your team. Yeah, I know the game was wrapped up. Well, it wasn't. The thing, it, the, the game wasn't wrapped up. If the Cowboys score in that set, it's it's game on. And it was more the Cowboys' uh, Cowboys poor play, not so much the Eels' uh, good play that, you know, really... Saved Edwards because it could have been really embarrassing for him. Yeah, well, just really dumb. But Norman was all class again. Gutherson really good at the back. I think Pritchard's doing a good job at nine too. Pritchard's doing a good job there. Um, you look at the the Cowboys. Tom Lolo without any help, but just hard for him to take that first carry all the time. Yeah, Cooper being injured could really hurt them as well with all the injuries they've got. And the only real highlight of the night for me for them was Callum Ponga. Uh, if I'm Newcastle, every week he's got better. I'm feeling pretty good about my investment right now. Yep. He was in a tough situation. He was really, really good. But full credit to Parramatta. A couple of win, three wins in a row heading into the rep break. So they'll be feeling a little bit better after going to a bit of a slump there. Cowboys need to get some troops back. Hopefully this break yeah. helps them in that regard. And if I'm Paul Green, you said it to me during the week, I'm filthy if Thurston plays for the Kangaroos. Absolutely. Yeah. And he said today he's going to push it right to the last minute and give it to a game day. If he gets hurt again, I'm absolutely dirty on him. I know it's his last year of reps, but mate. They're, they're battling, and if he's out for any longer and they miss any more games, they might miss the finals because then Origin's around the corner. Yeah. So it's it's real crunch time for the Cowboys if they keep heading on this path. Titans, Newcastle, 36-8. First half, tough as always they were. Newcastle, they kind of hung in there. You guys made some errors and didn't make it easy on yourselves, but that early on, Sam Stone getting over Hain, it was a poor read. Safidi's line break, Levi kind of working the ruck, but second half, it's no different to what you usually expect. They kind of fizzled out. You guys ran right on them. I thought your forward pack were really, really good, but 63% of the ball for the game, you'd expect to win in a dominant manner. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and again, we talk about them struggling to get 100 metres. The only forward over 100 metres again was Safidi and the line breaks, basically the only reason he got there. Yeah. 1,700 metres or 1,600 metres to 900. 
Um, the signings just aren't coming. They've got a couple of injuries. They're really, really feeling the pinch. But the second half, Conrad Hurrell, they just kept feeding the ball, and why not? He gave Lamb an absolute nightmare. The Greenwood play was pretty heads up. That was a good effort. Morgan Boyle finally debuted. I was happy about that. The big boy, I thought he played pretty well. But what do you take out of these games? Honestly? Nothing. Poor old Newcastle, and a few people were going on about Haynes forming that one. I take nothing out of beating Newcastle. So. Me either. Same deal for the Titans. Good to uh, get a little bit of form before the rep break, but this is the problem with the rep round. It just kills all your momentum that you build up. So yeah. you've got to be hopeful that you get a couple more players back from injury and no one gets hurt, obviously, during this break period. So Newcastle, they'll definitely appreciate this period. Yep. They're hurting big time. Dogs Canberra, 16-10. Uh, no Graham or Reynolds before half time. If anything, Canberra, this made it even more disappointing for me. The Dogs lost some players. I know they lost Boydie, um, but it was there for the taking. They lose their best front row. They lose one of their halves. You should be able to put yeah. a bit of a stamp on the game. They were ordinary. They didn't. They were completely outdone, I thought, in the middle of the field. And all three of the tries were scored on the same edge, that terrible left side, uh, with Austin and those kind of guys doing that stupid slide defense again. You can't tackle someone if your body is not front on and you're not moving forward and making decisions. You're flat-footed, you're sideways, you're not stopping somebody. Yep. And it's <sighs> terrible because Adam yeah, Elliott, terrible. of all people, scored an easiest double he's ever going to get in his life. He's never going to score two easy tries again. No, he's not. No, I, yeah, really, look, the Bulldogs were solid and I thought uh, Will Hopperwide had a good game on his return. Oh, massive game. But, uh, look, it was more how poor the Raiders were that I'll take away from this. Josh Morris gave uh, BJ Leilua a bath and... I don't know what's wrong with the Raiders. So I, I don't know. Like they look game to control. still be a little bit rat more, a uh, little bit rattled on the back of the Manly game. I think just game control. Fair. Six, seven, nine. Even Hodgson's like try. He just hasn't been as dominant this year. He's not getting out and dictating. Austin's just feeding that edge instead of actually being a but half. Also, I don't think. I, I honestly don't think those forwards have been as dominant as what they were last year. Giving him all that time. Like Shannon Boyd to me last year had a cracker year. This year he's been pretty quiet. He's been terrible. I think Papali's the only one who's had a good year. And, you know, conveniently, he's been banned for the Newcastle game, so they don't miss much uh, when he's back then. But, yeah, Whitehead's been okay, you know. We had to start the Yeah, I don't know. They've had a lot of... Uh, Paulo's been okay. That's probably the biggest. Again, yeah. I think them and the Sharks look to me to be the ones that are just plodding along at the moment. They need to change that defence, though. That's costing as well. well. They were defending that way last year. So. Oh, I didn't think they were that bad last year, though. This year, it seems to be even worse. It's worse because... Coaches are working it out and they're exposing it. It's absolutely terrible. But uh, it's a poor offensive system. I will give a wrap again to Papali. I know he's obviously got in trouble, but he was good. And the other one was Nick Cottry. Nick Cottry got a great game. Yeah, but, well. uh, on the flip side, like you said, Morris was great. Clemmer, Tolman stepped up, obviously, when Graham went off. And uh, Hopalato, 308 metres, nine busts, a try assist and six offloads. If there was any time to say it's contract time or well, come back from an injury... He had a hell of a game to prove that in the weekend. Yeah, it's poor form. But uh, Canberra got some things to address before they get back from the rep round. Cronulla, where's, that, where's that form been in the last two or three years? Exactly. It hasn't been there. Cronulla, 22-16 over the Tigers. It was a struggle, but Townsend obviously again uh, taking control and sealing that one late. But the highlight player for me in this one was Wade Graham again. Mm. The defence is absolutely outstanding. He just waxed blokes, two try assists. He was absolutely outstanding, but discipline again. 7-2 penalty count. They cop it on that side of things, hold on the football. They're tough. And, you know, the Tigers, I've got to give a wrap. They've been better since Cleary's been there, but they're just lacking 80 minutes. And I guess on their side of things, losing Woods, losing Tedesco really, really hurt. And now it's come out that Nofaluma's going to be injured maybe for a couple of weeks as well. So Yeah, that hurts. They, they were good. Their effort's been great. The Tigers, I thought that was probably Brooks's best game of the year. I thought he was sensational. 
But the Sharkies did enough. They, they were just tough and gritty enough to get the result in the end. They look like they just flick a switch, the Sharks. They just say, OK, we're going to play footy now. And uh, then they sort of just clock off. This, and, yeah, 14 errors, though, 37 misses to lose the penalty count. Even with that ill discipline, they're still winning games. That's what I'm saying. It just seemed like times there where there was, there was a period there that the Tigers took the two and then the Sharkies went bang, bang, scored two tries, I think. And they did it easy. They yeah. were making line breaks easily. And then they just go into these funks where they just throw the ball away and start to give away penalties. And I don't know, maybe it's a little bit too easy for the Sharks. And I think at the back end of the year, when we see them hopefully tidy some things up, they're going to be really, really hard to beat. Yeah, I agree with you there. Tigers, like I said, hard situation with those few blokes going down. An ugly end of the game with that crowd in, and hopefully we oh, don't sure. see that again. During the year, Warriors, Roosters, good game of football, 14-13. A big improvement again for the New Zealand Warriors, and the biggest thing was just attitude. They defended their goal line like absolute things. They, they refused. Bombs and tries. Yeah, but they refused to give up. Their attitude was outstanding, and to go down the other end of the field uh, and find themselves getting that penalty at the time because I didn't really see it and the late call I was furious once they replayed it. Obviously, clear. It was a correct call. Yeah, happy with the decision afterwards. But I seen Pierce involved in a few plays and grabbed Mentoring, so I was trying to figure out what the penalty was yeah, for. They also but. need to play advantage, allow that play to go on, and then come back to it. Shouldn't blow it up straight away. They let it go for a fair while. That was my well, thing. Yeah, but they're in a as position where it's at the end of the game and they're trying to score a try. So if you blew it up and then they go and score in the corner and you've blown it up, the referee's going to look stupid. As so, soon as he touched Mentoring, he was involved. He broke down the play. Up yeah, so the call should be involved, playing advantage. That's what the referee should do. Let yeah. the game flow and then and then come back to it. I'm, I'm, I totally agree with what he did. That, that was good refereeing. Well, Ferguson again, dropped ball that led to a try early on. Tupo, did you agree with the sin bin? I thought that was a bit harsh, that one, of all of them. When he lost the ball and then he held him down, they pinned him pretty quickly, I thought, in that one. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, if that's a, I, I, I didn't really have a massive problem with it, no. I was a little no. iffy on that one, but Cordner dropped it over the line, so they blew a couple opportunities. Uh, later on in that one, obviously, when they got the lead, the no try, thank God, again, we had Rugby Union when that pass came off the ground for Nickel Clogstad to go in for that try. But in the end, goal line defence got them there. Uh, Pierce kicked another field goal, but went from hero to zero, obviously, when he gave away that penalty. There was an incident late in the game where a Warriors player should have been sent to the gym bin, but there was a professional foul and the referees didn't put him in the bin. I can't think of the exact situation. It was on the left-hand side. And I thought, well, if we're going to send Tupo to the bin, that's... Uh, uh, professional foul as well but that's probably the issue with turning the bin at the moment it's not very consistent yeah but I think summing up there if it was that goal line D Hoffman charging down two field goal attempts just their general well the Roosters results. just they didn't set up well for anything even the field goal that Pierce kicked he wasn't in front of the sticks and he it was a bit ugly yeah well, I'm still going to give credit to the Warriors though. oh I agree I've, I'm, I'm all over the Warriors at the moment I said that they win this game and you know I thought they were the value of the weekend and well again touching on it they lose their momentum now, though, because of this break. So they're yeah. one of these teams that could have done with keeping well, Look, playing. I think they'll give Australia a run for their money on Friday night. Let's hope uh, they do come back out of this break and play some good football. And the last one to wrap things up was the Storm 34-22 over the Dragons. I thought they got a few harsh calls with some of those ruck penalties early on, but either way, Melbourne still ran a train on them. The edge defence, they absolutely pulled them apart to get those four tries in absolutely no time. The Sully's uh, finish was ridiculous. Adokar's speed... Ridiculous, and even though I thought they rolled down the middle of the field at times when they had the football, the Dragons, which they didn't have a whole lot, mm. the key players make the difference. And with those guys playing in the halves, we said at the start of the year, where are your points coming from? Well, you can't blame that one on Gareth Witter because the Storm annihilated their defence. Mm. Gareth Witter isn't a 
a known uh, defensive player. No. So to say that Gareth Widdock left the hole, the game was well and truly gone, whether he was on the field or not. They and got the blown points, out of the water. The points came from the sin bidding. So points came from garbage time. It's Again, not a true reflection. Time. The scoreline before the sin bidding was 34-4. Yeah. Um, killed my 13-plus bet. Yeah, dead set killed you. I had a car score win, so I was pretty happy early on when that was done and dusted. I but... had 100 on the Storm 13-plus, and I had an option to cash out because it was a $1.01 with about 20 minutes to go. I could have got... $255 instead of $275 and greedy old Brocky said let it ride you hung in and you got burned unfortunately Boom. but yeah and I said to a mate I was texting with a mate I said after watching the Super Bowl what happened in the Super Bowl anything is possible this bet could go down sure enough it went down I'm a tortured sports fan yep well, I thought their forward pack still put in a decent effort, even though they were beaten. But again, you're going to have to fix that defence against the better side, and you're going to have to find points later in the year uh, when they play them again. I don't think they're a top four side. I think they're a top eight side. The Dragons. Well, we said that. I think they're a top eight side, mm. and their efforts outstanding. But the spine's not winning the comp. No, same deal again. I'm more than happy to say that right here, right now. They'll compete. They'll push a lot of teams. Josh McCrone is not leading any team to a grand final. Victory. No, neither's Kurt Mann. And Dugan's a good ball runner, but he's not a ball player. And McInnes yeah. is solid, but same deal. Um, they're not winning your comp with that spine. Let's put it that way. Melbourne, Harris still to come back. Slater improving. Munster learning how to play six. Pretty good depth. Good spot heading into this break. 8-1. So that's everything sorted there. We've done the set of six. Power rankings, fan questions, reviews of the games from the weekend. We'll now... Go on to Mr. Gossip, get his dirt. Uh, we probably won't be tipping any of these games this week, probably just the Australia-New Zealand game. Uh, and we'll obviously give you the odds and talk about some of the futures for the NRL, thanks to WilliamHill.com. If you're going to have a bet on the NRL or any sport, make sure you do it with William Hill. And we're back with Uncle Gossip. After a week of moving the family into the new pad, he is back, but he's definitely not any happier about the Penrith Panthers. Mate, that was terrible. What a game that was. Just absolutely disgusting. And geez, I copped it on Twitter too, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, you, yeah, good weeks and bad weeks. You, you've been good on Twitter recently. I've read some of the stuff you're in fine form. <laughs> yeah, excellent. Mate, how, I tell you what, on Saturday, a bit of a shout-out to uh, Hornsby RSL. I was there. <laughs> And needed to take a dump, took the dump, and they've got a telly inside the cubicle so you can still watch the footy want to take a dump. Well, I'll tell you, mate, more appropriately, they had the rugby union on while you were taking a dump. I think that suits the bathroom. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, the Waratahs were playing too, so yeah. Oh, oh, I would have smeared nice some one. extra men on that TV, <laughs> I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> to, cover, to cover that rubbish up. Yeah. Wow. I was trying to change the channel, but there's no channel, but yeah. I think I was just in the wrong cubicle, but uh, first time I've ever seen that, it was pretty exciting. Should have done an eight miles, mate. Mate, I'm going to throw it out miles. there and admit to it, you're in the handicap toilets, weren't you? They looked like there was a fair bit of space in there. <laughs> I tell you what, after a few more beers, I went back into having World Movies was on. Oh, oh no. no. Dear, dear, mate. <laughs> oh, dear, mate. And this is why the fans missed you last week. Yeah, very, very right. loose gossip. <laughs> very, very loose. Uh, but what's cooking, mate? You got much in the gossip bag this week? I'll tell you what, the past week has been full of gossip. This week it's pretty quiet. I guess the Tigers, Tigers puzzle sort of cleared everything up now that everyone's sort of um, confirmed where they're going. I think anyone... It's not confirmed officially um, is Tedesco, but um, I'm hearing that should be done on Wednesday that he's going to the Roosters. But look, I've, I've been doing this for five years, boys, and, and, and players come and go. And I, I cop things on Twitter and Facebook and emails, but I've never, ever received a response to um, Woods 
when you came out and just absolutely slammed the club. People are not happy. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw the interview on, on, on Fox Sports, but, uh, yeah, I, I was a bit disappointed in him as well, I've got to say. Yeah, well, Brock uh, obviously put a post up on our page last night, but I'm I'm with most of the fans. I'm pretty disappointed as well in the way that they've all carried on, to be honest. I think Moses has finally learned his lesson. He went underground as soon as this all kind of went down and stopped talking, which he should have done a lot earlier. Um, but all the hoo-ha and carry-on, they've all handled it pretty poorly. And like I said, to be tagged the big four, it's basically the big one and three other guys. That's what it is. The dumbass line of, he's going to play free, mate. He's going to play free with the boys. Yeah. Well, if you want to play footy with the boys, then firstly, keep the shit out of the media. Say to, your, say to your manager, look, you work behind the scenes with the club. Get me the offers. Uh, when the offers come, say, yes, I'm taking this one. Taking It's not very hard. I, yeah. I don't understand why all this shit gets leaked. Isaac uh, Moses has definitely I've made this in, worse. Worked in plenty of footy clubs, been around plenty of footy teams. This is an avoidable situation. And are the Tigers club to blame? Partly to blame? Yes. And he is just as much to blame on the other end. There's been cocking around and toing and froing on this since, what, well, last year. Jason Taylor allowing them, or the club allowing them to sign one-year extensions uh, last year was really a stupidity in itself because you're only prolonging it for another, what, nine months, really, until the ball got rolling again about... The players did that, though. That was options I get that. they had. I get that, but I would have just said, no, it's not a one-year deal. It's either a three-year deal or you can find somewhere else to go. Well, they Put didn't have the choice. The they gave them the option. So the player option... Oh, OK, so it was a player... OK. The two okay. halves had player I'll options and the other yep. two guys went off contract. The problem here is Isaac Moses is the real one that no one's hammering. Isaac Moses has been the puppet master. Yeah, but he's a representative of the players. And he's also representative Jason Weeby, who was the one they wanted to stay. So there's five pay packets in it for this one bloke if he has everything work his way. I so get it. But give he, yourself a triple, Isaac. In the end, if if Isaac Moses is my manager and I'm being portrayed the way I am, That's what I mean. I'm ringing him up and saying, mate... Good for his business, sure, but the way he's handled it, in he's mostly... Well, is it good for his business in the fact that if I'm a player now, I'm looking at it going, look at how this mockery... Well, he doesn't care, and they're all getting paid, and they don't care. But he tried to push all four... Well, maybe four, not in the short term, but he should in the long term. He tried to ram all four players down their throat and Weeby because he manages him as well. So he was the real puppet master behind half the trouble. Look, I'll tell you what happens in every trial or every rep team is, that, hey, I'll, look, I'm, I manage this kid. He's a gun. You want him? Yeah, well, you get these other two a trial, and you get give him a spot. There's always a handcuff deal at every, every deal yeah. in the NRL. So player managers probably do have too much control, but... In the end, Woods, he had, he had control of this. He had as much control as what the club did. And, you know, my, my issue with it, Gossip, was that he said the part about the finals football. And yeah. I sort of said, well, hang on a minute, you're an elite player, you're part of the big four, then you should be leading your side to the finals. You're, you're the controllable element of that. And yeah. just, just to me, it's too much blame. The, the club blames the players and the players blame the club. In the end, the... The hammer's got to fall somewhere, and I think it's bang in the middle, and I think they're both as much to blame as each other. Yeah, and you can't half tell that he's a, a local junior because one thing that he'll learn going to another club is the grass isn't always greener. Every club has a problem. Yep. Uh, and the Tigers have, have been a bit of a basket case. He's the bloody captain. Um, look at Melbourne Storm, what they went through with the, the grand finals being stripped from them. You never saw Cameron Smith coming out in the media and slamming the club. And no. It's just... Speaks well to Mr. I'm sorry, I've lost a lot of spare coin. Mm, yep, I'm with you there. What else is uh, cooking champion? Well, Tamari Martin, I don't know who's the Panthers at the moment. Um, look, he hasn't set the world on the fire this year, but uh, then again, he's playing behind a busted cord pack. But look, 
Warriors are keen. Um, and the Tigers had a sniff, but I'm sure that's buried now with Reynolds going there. But um, yeah, Tamari Martin going back to the Warriors. He played there in the Holden Cup many years ago, I believe. So um, it would be an interesting one if he goes back. I guess uh, Sean Johnson's already uh, agreed to stay on uh, last week. So interesting partnership there for Gaius. Yeah, well, I think it's clear that Tui Lola here will be heading out of the club. And uh, on the flip side of that, Hingano played some games early in the year but struggled a little bit. So uh, I think that probably gives you the idea that Foran is definitely leaving if they're sniffing around and Lola here will definitely be moving on. But I don't think Martin's to blame. I think Martin's a decent footballer. Like you said, playing behind a busted pack and there's just not really a great idea right now of what kind of style of play and on the Tiger side of things, it'd be a bit odd to have him and Reynolds on decent coin unless they were looking to move Reynolds into the hooking spot uh, over McIlrick or something like that. But then you've got McIlrick and you've got uh, Little, who you'd assume both of them will be staying. So a bit of a weird one for the Tigers to be sniffing around. But the Warriors, that makes sense, especially I think they'll get value for money. Yeah. Yeah, agree. Agree, boys. But on the Titans, back... Uh, the first offer from the Titans. So the Titans are back to the drawing board. They're going to give him a revised three-year option this week. They're very confident that uh, they're going to get him. I'd like to see him play up from the Gold Coast. I think he's playing tremendously well. I'd give him the Blues jersey. Um, I don't know. Brock, what, what are your thoughts as a Titans fan? We have to keep him. Yeah, have to keep him. Uh do everything we can to keep him without, you know, obviously paying ridiculous money. But look, there's I'd, not enough uh, hookers. There's not. They're they're a, uh, a rare commodity. He's a good one. He should be playing for New South Wales. I see him as an elite player for the next five or six years. So I wouldn't have an issue with him giving him uh, with us giving him an, an elite four year deal. But but I think, like I said before, there has to be incentives because he has a history. That's fine. He has yeah. a history of injuries. I know he probably wants to get paid, and I'm sure Parramatta are the one they're talking about being in the conversation. But even on their side of things, as Brad Arthur might feel he owes him something, he doesn't, given the situation. The club put him in that situation. But yeah. broken necks, ACLs, he's had a lot of injuries. So I'm happy to give him money, but I have incentives in there to tick off. Certain amount of games, rep fo- football triggers, I'm happy to put the value on it, but he needs to tick some boxes. I can't just say he's four years... 600, 650k, all guaranteed because he could fall apart any moment and it's been proven. Well, what's a fair price for him? If you're saying that, well, Luke Brooks signed for what, 550 or whatever he signed for, what's well, a fair price for Pete's? Well, it depends what he's after. And guaranteed money is what I'm talking about. I want incentives in there. I'm happy to pay close to 600,000, but I want yeah. incentives in there. I want Look, him playing I'd, 20 games a year. I'd be very comfortable paying him 600,000, guaranteed. Yep. But they're going to have to because yeah. there's not enough nines full stop in the comp. No. So, no, they can't let him walk. Someone that's will come sure. in and give him guaranteed money if we don't. So, yeah. I, look, I think we have to. Six, 600, 650, I'll be comfortable with. Mm. Well, three obvious boys and Eels, the other party that, that's trying to get paid. But they do have a few um, options. I'm hearing that their number one choice is Michael Leisha from the Bulldogs if they don't get paid. And there's also Rain as well from the Panthers. He's not getting a run in first grade, but the Panthers for whatever reason, won't release him, but still won't play him in first grade. So uh, if it does uh, stay at the time, uh, I'd expect Michael Leach to sign with the Eels. Wow. I'll tell you what, I get Pat, oh, sorry, Penrith, you know, having the depth and collecting the talent, but Christ, use it. Otherwise, yeah. move it out and spend the money nah, on something I, else. I wouldn't move Rain out. I wouldn't move Rain out either. Play him, though. Yeah, I agree. Simple. Yeah. Put him in. I agree. But I, I certainly when you block four on the front. Yeah, and it's one thing to sit there and flaunt everyone and say, King of the Castle, King of the Castle, look at us. We've got all the bits and pieces. What are you doing with them? You're running second last. 
Not a lot at the moment. Not a lot. Right. I see one one that's um, upsetting uh, father gossip is Dan Gagai, uh, Newcastle boy. They say uh, he's a favourite son. Looks like he's got a big big offer from the Storm. Um, look, that's a, that's an issue, I guess. Newcastle have to pay when you're coming well, actually got to pay overs. You, it's hard to attract players, but I'd hate to see Gagai go. But uh, geez, wow, what a pick up from the Storm. I'll tell you what, and anyone that, again, they'll go, oh, the cheaters, the salary cap, or whatever. You've got Harris leaving, Proctor's on the way out, Cronk's leaving. They've got some serious cash, and the cap's increasing. So. I'll tell you what, there's two teams that aren't cheating the salary cap, and they're the Eels and the Storm, because the NRL will be, NRL will be right <laughs> under them. I'll give you a tip. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, uh, I'm not really big on spending a whole lot on centres, but the one spot I look at on our side, as, as well as I think Chase Blair has played last year and this year, if you put him in there right now with Chambers, the two wingers we've got, then probably bring in one more forward. My God. They're the best two centres in the game. On form, on best form, Gagawai and Chambers are the best two centres in the game. I'd agree with that. Yep. So, Absolutely. And then you pair that with uh, an exceptional Carr. fullback, two very, very good young wingers, and you've got an awesome five there. The, the, the glaring hole for the Storm is that half spot, just finding someone to... Spack fill that whether they can get someone elite or whether they have to wait a year. I've already gone. Someone messaged me the other day who was a Melbourne fan. They're not buying. What's Brody left? Crofts. What's left on the yeah. market? They're not buying. Okay. I think if, the way they've gone right now, I think they push on with Billy as your fullback for another year. Munster, they'll keep working on at six. They've got Jacks there. If not, I think they're going to put their faith in Croft working with Smith and Slater and Munster. Obviously, they're developing over this year. But with the talent that was left, Foreign and Widop were the two that I'd want. They're not going to get either of them. Johnson's now gone. There's no one on the market right now that stands out to me that Melbourne would want to buy. Yeah. And look, I, I don't think they can win the comp with Munster and Crofts in the halves for me next year. Like, if they if they weren't to win it, if they were to not win it this year... This is it. I'm not sure they could win it next year with those two in the halves. I think they're going to need a year or two to build some sort of combination. Prop to Harris McLean gone and not enough time to develop those two kids with Smith and Slater because they'll be gone yeah. as well. This is it. This is the premiership yep. this year. This is the last one they're going to get. Good luck stopping them. Uh, Roger, a minute ago you mentioned Lowell here. He has been given permission to speak to other clubs. I'm hearing the Tigers and the Knights are uh, leading the way with that. But, uh, yeah, getting a bit long in the tooth. Where do you think he's fit in best? Well, they said that last year, didn't they? They gave him permission to no, go No, they elsewhere. wouldn't let him oh, go. They and he okay. wanted to go. And this year he yeah. started off it's the same. circus, hasn't it? He wanted out again and they said, we're going to use him on the wing. That was what Kearney said. Now he's not playing. Well, so. to me, the obvious fit is uh, the Warriors, isn't it? He's got that relationship with Ivan Cleary. There's a the few Tigers, Warriors boys. Sorry, the Tigers, yeah. Going from the Warriors to the Tigers, he's got that relationship with Cleary and a couple of the guys that are moving there. So for me, that I think it fits best. Yeah, uh, I but think I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Uh, I think Newcastle would be disappointed signing him either. I think fullback um, if they're looking for somebody, and I don't think you'd have to pay him a whole heap. There's obviously clubs after him, but if he hasn't been playing great, you're not talking mega dollars. You're talking good money. But mm. I think uh, if they can't get Dugan and an elite talent at fullback, that's a pretty slim market. I'd be happy to put Lola here. There, he's a good runner of the football and he's a ball player. I'd rather pay Lola here cheaper money than pay Dugan big money. That's what I mean. And he's a ball player. He's a half, yeah. and he can run. So I, I, if I'm the Tigers, I'm going hard for Lola here. Yeah. Yeah. All right, boys. That's it for tonight. Good stuff. Well, the tips, we're not going to tip any of these games. We will talk well, about them. have got them down, mate. Well, I've got them down because I've just written them down that I looked at, but we're well, not going to... Let's gonna... tip them. You want to tip them? You've written them down. Look, you've, Fine, you've got mate. your tips in. Let's tip. You want to tip them? Yeah. All right, we'll tip Let's them. not be scared. Right. Let's do it. But I tell you what, <laughs> there was only odds on one game, and that was uh, the Australia-New Zealand game with WilliamHill.com. If you're going to have a bet on the NRL or any sport, make sure you do it with William Hill. But looking at the sides that were named... 
Uh, obviously, a couple of late changes to the Australian side. We had Woods and Boyd pull out, Trebojevic for Fee to come in. I think the side got better, to be honest. On the New Zealand side of things, they named a squad, but looking at it roughly, you can figure out what the side's going to be. Um, I think there's probably a couple of players that were hard done by maybe not being in. Rory Hargroves is clearly on the outer with Kidwell and Kearney Pryor because he can't get a run. And I thought Bodine Thompson, but not many others. But who do you think? I'm going to tip Australia. Um, just because we generally seem to win this game. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me if New Zealand popped up and gave us a run for our money. Yeah, I'm going to tip New Zealand. I, I don't know. I, I, Australia just don't make me overly excited, to be fair. Like, having a look at the, the side, uh, we've got a lot of injury concerns, short sort of week. I don't know. I, I like the New Zealand side. I think the Warriors are playing quite well. Uh, I like the few additions, obviously, that come in. So, yeah, look, they're $3 and Australia $1.40 or whatever they are, which is fair enough. They always are. But, yeah, I can see New Zealand causing an upset here, and I, I, that's probably the first time I've said that in a very, very long time in a mid-year test. Mm. I've been a bit excited as well about Rep Round. Um, <laughs> and I must be in the minority. But I'll, I'll tip Australia that uh, wouldn't surprise me, as you said, Rob, that uh, the Kiwis could cause an upset, but... Uh, I don't know. I, I prefer him to play this at the end of the year, but I'm an old boy, so... Yeah, well, we've just hammered rep round at the start, so we're, we, we may be in the minority, but it's called the NRL. We want to see the NRL. We want to see Origin, so we agree. But with WilliamHill.com, $1.39 Australia, $3 New Zealand, minus 8 is the line. 1-12 to 12 Australia, 285 425 for the Kiwis, and 13-plus Australia, 250 $8 for the Kiwis. They do have odds up now for City Country. Uh, to be honest, you're looking at the City side... The back line's not bad. Townsend's in there. But honestly, they've got David Gower, who hasn't played an NRL game this year. Jake Marquetto hasn't played an NRL game this year. Paulie Paulie's only just come back from a hip surgery and playing New South Wales Cup. Seriously, Brad Fittler, I knew you're on space cakes and you don't mind a bag. God knows what you're doing, but... Oh, my God. And then you look at the countryside. Ewan Aitken's pulled out already, but looking at the Ford pack, it's a lot better. Vaughan, Orbison, DeBellin... Cook, Finucane, and their back line. This one's really easy to tip for me. There'll probably be a thousand guys pull out before it's actually played on the weekend, but I'd be tipping country. Mm, I want to tip City, boy, just because I'm a City boy. Burn. Burn. <laughs> Go, David Gower. <laughs> I saw an interview with Fittler today, and he said he's struggling to find 17 players. Well, I'm struggling to find 17 people that'll watch the play. <laughs> 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 um, I don't care who wins or loses, to be honest. Um, I'll go City and What? Oh, he went into oh, a black hole. You've just cut out there the man cave, deep dark times. Who are you tipping? <laughs> who are you tipping? City. City. City yeah. boys against me. I'm sticking with the country, but uh, they're the favourites. $1.70 country, two fifteen for City. Minus two and a half is a line. One to twelve country, three dollars, three forty city. Thirteen plus for country, three sixty and five dollars for city. The other games, if you guys want to go full blown on it, you have the Cook Islands versus Papua New Guinea. So basically, for Papua, it's uh, most of the guys that play for the Hunters team up there, and then there's a couple of NRL players in there. Justin Olam from Melbourne hasn't debuted yet. Uh, Luke Page, you may remember the one game wonder for the Dragons, who plays a fair <laughs> bit of cup. Nene McDonald. Uh, Reese Martin, Rod Griffin. There's a couple of guys in squads there. Cook Islands, Alex Glenn, Makatoa, Ruben Rennie, Isaac John, Jeff Daniela, uh, Murata Niakore there from Parramatta, Sam Mataora, Jonathan Ford, people may remember, played some games at the Roosters, Isan Masters, Nickel Clogstad. 
Uh, I'm going to go Papua purely because they have the guys in the Queensland Cup and they've actually played some footy together, but there's some good players in the Cook Islands team. PNG. PNG. Yeah, I've got a PNG as well, lad. That's fair That's enough. No odds on these games, obviously because they haven't even named a proper side, but uh, Tonga and Fiji. Fiji, got some good plays in there, but I'm struggling to find a pair of halves, to be honest. There's... Sims, Montoya, uh, Coruscant, Uate, Vunivalu, Kamika Mika, the Safidi brothers, Kakao, Gossip's favourite, Waka Blake. Um, no. ooh, there's some players <laughs> in there, but looking at the Tonga side, they're the only one out of all these squads that's actually named a proper team. They've got Hopawado, Branco, Jennings, Tafua, Tupo. They've got a real set of halves. Um, Fafida's going to be out, but there's guys on the bench to replace, so... Looking at this, the fact they've actually got a spine, I'll be going with Tonga. Tonga? I'm taking Tonga. Yeah, I've got a Tonga, boys. Tonga. Fiji will be exciting, but yeah, it's, it's hard to pick uh, James Storer. I'll tell you what, one thing you'll get out of Fiji is a good song. Oh, 100%. That's great. And you know they're going to try and whack a few blokes and run yeah. out. So Bloody earth. Look forward to watching that. England versus Samoa. Uh, this game, Josh Maguire in this team and there's some pretty random bits and pieces here looking at the halves you'd think Milford will be one of the halves Kaiser Pritchard at nine Nofalum is in this squad but he's out Farmanu Brown probably the other half Leilua Lafayette there's some pretty good form in that team I think they'll give England a bit of run for their money but no they won't my problem with England is the fact that they've picked McQueen and a couple of these guys to be honest that makes me angry makes me real angry it does and it made some of the pommies angry I'm going to stick with England but I think Samoa will put in a decent effort England will win this game by how much? Yeah. You're the one who watched the Super League. Give us some margin, bro. Well, they're going to travel over here. It's not easy. They're going to play at Campbelltown. Uh, look, Samara will be nice and physical. I, look, I'd, I'd be very surprised if England didn't win by 12 to 18. All right. Gossip? Uh, poor, the poor Pommel's flying all this way to get a bloody Campbelltown. Jeez. Outstanding. Um, yeah, England. <laughs> England. Yeah, well, we're pretty much unanimous. Yeah. Uh, a couple of players to watch, but look, have a look at Luke Gale. He's uh, going real real good over there. Yep, half of uh, Cass, isn't he? Yeah, Cass. Alex Wormsley, big body. Callum Watkins is the centre that we I, I rave on about. I love he Callum plays Watkins. For Leeds. I'd love to see him come out here. George Williams, young half, playing for Wigan. Wigan. Um, who else we got? Ryan Hall, the winger for the Leeds Rhinos. Zach Hardecker, obviously he came over and played a little oh. bit at Penrith. He'll, he'll go good in the English side. You watch him, he'll go, he'll go real good in the English side. And just in the style of football that they play, Penrith didn't really utilise him to his best, and he probably wasn't in the best headspace when he came over either. So you watch it more than me, but I'm just so happy there's no longer that Frankenstein-looking grub that I hate. Westwood. Oh yeah, ben I Matt. hated Westwood. <laughs> Dead set. Westwood. He's just Sean O'Loughlin oh. as well. Sean O'Loughlin. He's uh, the cheap version of Sam Burgess, but probably a little bit cleaner. He's a real good footballer, so keep an eye on him. He's the wigging captain, uh, and just a clean skin, hard footballer. I like him. I respect him. I think he he could have potentially had a really good career. Not as probably not as good as Burgess, but he could have gone as good as what Gareth Ellis did out here. I think. I mean, Sean O'Loughlin's a great player, but again, yeah. he's left it too late. Yeah, that, that point's well too early on. I think Ryan Hall's in that same league. He's one of the only outside backs that could come here. Watkins almost went to Melbourne the other year, but didn't want to take a pay cut. So burn Callum Watkins, burn. Well, why would he? Why would he? Because it's easy over there, and he didn't want to take the challenge because he's soft. That's he's what he soft. is. Yeah, he is. He's playing the Super League. Super League's terrible. Okay. No mercy on the Super League. All right. Well, the tips there. I'm on who country. Won the, who won the uh, World Club Challenge this year? Nah, who cares? <laughs> that's, that's right. That's what I They're already in their comp a couple of weeks in. Yeah, we have mate. to go over there, mate. Yeah, what happened the one time they came out here? The Roosters put 40 on Wigan. No, they didn't, actually. They, they beat them, I think it was 30-12. It was quite a good game. No, nah, they hammered them. No. It was one time. Wigan, Wigan played well. 
Just quietly. But, yeah, a couple of differences in the tips. I don't know how we're going to get a charity bet out of these games, to be honest. I'd like to go country 13-plus. Just back to New Zealand. Shack Sydney up, but, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm hijacking it this week. We're back in the Kiwis. Well, you can do that. I think Australia wins. I hope you're right, but uh, not too you're much. you're a male lover, mate. You're no. a male lover. I'm not a fan of Pagola Brown, mate. Not a fan of Pagola Brown at all. Uh, <laughs> the Australian at, Maroons. Let's uh, have a quick rundown of the odds. We haven't really looked at the futures for WilliamHill.com this year. We've been a bit busy, but the winning region, New South Wales team, 225, 240 for any other. So that's Canberra, New Zealand, uh, and obviously the Melbourne Storm. Oh, Queensland. And 425 for Queensland. So you've got the Broncos. I think $3.60 for at the start of the year. So well, realistically, now I think Broncos are the only team we maybe have in that regard. Oh, I beg your pardon. I like the other region. Warriors, Raiders, and Storm, still at 240. That's pretty good odds. It is, yeah. It uh, is. Most losses, well, we're not even going to run through that market. Newcastle, $1.12. That's pretty much locked in, you'd expect. It's not going to get How any many easier. They won? They've only won the one. They've won the one game, but South Sydney, Tigers, the other two close. God, 11. Could have easily won three, couldn't they? And 13. Yeah, but they're just losing players, and it's just going to feel the pinch. This break's good for them, but it's not really helping. Mm. To miss the top eight, well, we're going looking at some of the top sides here. North Queensland, $2.35. Could they miss the top eight? Yes. Yeah, well, there's probably your value right there on the fringe of that. Manly, Parramatta, $1.85 apiece. The Dogs at $1.75. Uh, Penrith right down in there with $1.18. That's the top eight. That's disgraceful. We're playing better than Penrith. Yeah, there's a couple of teams yeah. there for a bit of value. I think if you're looking at the Cowboys, if they get any more injuries, $2.35. That one stands out. What about out to value. make the top eight? Have we got to, a flip? To make the top eight. What are the Titans to make the top eight? They are $4.50. I don't know whether they can, but. They've they've finally got their team back on the park. Pete's and Hayne are going to make some sort of difference. I don't know whether they're going to be able to get them into the finals, but and New Zealand two fifteen. You know, I think New Zealand are a lot to make the finals. Well, the two dollars fifteen with William Hill. The Penrith Panthers four dollars fifty. Gossip. Will they make the eight? No. No. Gone. Well, I think Manly. If they were two dollars, I might be keen on it. They're a dollar ninety, but they're good value. I think in the Warriors at two dollars fifteen. Come on, I'll say it right now. Round nine. The Warriors will make the finals. There you this year. go. Melbourne's not even in the market for top eight. They're locked in. Brisbane a dollar six. Sharks dollar fifteen. Sydney a dollar fifteen. So those teams locked in. Top four. Now here's your odds. Melbourne's a dollar five. Uh, Roosters a dollar ninety. Sharks two dollars. Out of any of these teams sitting here to make top four, four bucks. The value is Canberra at four dollars. Uh, St George I'm not backing at two fifty. Sharks two dollars too short. But Canberra at four dollars. I'm willing to have a crack. No one else, to be honest. Who's your grand final this far out? This far out, I'd Melbourne say Melbourne. And what, are they, what are Melbourne to win it? We're going to keep going up the list here. We've got to give oh. a bit of a run to William Hill, some of the odds here. To make the grand final, Melbourne's $2, Brisbane three fifty, Canberra four fifty, Cronulla four fifty. same as the Roosters. And then outside of that, I think it's dead water. Dogs and Manly, Cowboys $9, along with Para and the Dragons. Warriors 11 if you were really, that's really a, keen. That's a good... Uh... But, if you're going to go an absolute dark horse, you could go them. I don't mind the Roosters at 450 or Canberra at 450, but I have Melbourne in that one to make the grand final. Brisbane 350 to make the grand final. Uh, the bookies are big on Brisbane. Wow! I tell you what, minor premiers: Melbourne a dollar fifty with William Hill. Brisbane six dollars. Cronulla and Sydney Roosters eleven. Dragons at seventeen. No way. I think that's basically down to a, a couple of teams. That's Brisbane, Melbourne, and Sharks. The Roosters, I think. Mm. If you're going to win the minor, I think the top four settled already. It. Pretty much, yeah. Well, your Premier's market has got Melbourne at $4 with William Hill, Brisbane 7 Canberra, Cronulla, the Roosters all at 9s, uh, Canterbury, Manly, North Queensland, Para and the Dragons at 17 $21 for the Warriors to win the comp. 
Penrith 29, and then outside of that, you've got the Titans, uh, you know, 41 bucks not happening. Tigers, South Sydney, and poor old Newcastle, $1,000. <laughs> Melbourne, 4 bucks couldn't get enough money on that. Yeah, looking pretty nice, but uh, out of all the bets we looked at, what was one we set at 450 Was that... Just Canberra to make the eight, wasn't it? Oh, Canberra to make the top Canberra four. top four at four dollars. I like and the Warriors. To make the top eight. The Warriors top eight at two fifteen. They're my two best bets. Looking at the futures from WilliamHill.com of what's yeah. coming up and the Dally and Medal. Having a quick look at that one. Cam Smith still a heavy favourite. I don't know if he polled any votes yesterday, but he's at two fifty. Corey Norman seven dollars, but you don't think they'd win enough games. Uh, Shex at eleven. Pierce and Keery, 11 and 13. Gallon, who's right up there, 13. Graham, Wade Graham, 17. Widop, before he got hurt, he's out to 17s now. Mate, there's not really any other candidates. Already, uh, sorry, Smith's already $2.50. Mate, I wouldn't even read anyone else on this list. Game over. If you're going to go deep, but Smith at two fifty, Norman at $7. You don't think he's going to win enough games, so no. this is a pretty hard market. The Roosters, if they got on a tear, you think Pierce and Keery could get votes? I can't believe Keery got the three early in the year for the Penrith game, to be honest. I think he's... Uh, his votes are a bit inflated, but uh, Cameron Smith looking very, very likely for that one. But that wraps us up. Could it gossip? Some random tips on international football. Not much odds, but all the futures, tips, and gossip are brought to you by WilliamHill.com. If you're going to have a bet on the NRL or any sport, make sure you do it with WilliamHill.com. Gossip, mate. No torture from the Penny Panthers this weekend. A couple of weeks break. Hopefully they come back uh, in a bit better form. But some international football. Not, I'm not a big fan of rep round, but I'm a desperado, so I'm still going to watch the games. Yeah, I think my neighbours will be happy because I just moved into this place and with the pants on Friday night I was yelling and screaming. I think they thought I was murdering the kids, so... <laughs> <laughs> a week no. off to be good, I think. You, uh, did that, you did that before the game. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Old, old I thought it was a week off. Yeah, he's got a week off, champion. So enjoy yourself. Hopefully the uh, international games turn up some kind of decent form, but not expecting a whole lot, especially of City Country. No, no. I don't know if I'll be watching it, to be honest, boys. <laughs> yeah, I won't be. be honest. I, I will not be. It's funny, a lot of the journalists uh, today are all hyping it up. That's because, you know, they're, they're, some of them are paid by the NRL. But we're not paid by the NRL, so we can give an honest opinion, which is why I think everyone loves the podcast. And look, I remember fighting with Bryce Gibbs on Twitter a couple of years ago about what a shitty concept it is now. And he's still on Twitter tonight going on about how it, how it, how it shouldn't be gone. It's dead, mate. Get over it. Mate, he's, not, he's not playing with a full, full deck of cards, but... Some of the players no. just like it because they get a bit of free gear. It might be the only rep game they play in, and I'm pretty sure they get a little bit of cash, not a whole lot, but they get a couple extra grand in the pocket. So that's the reason they like City Country. Yeah. Well, I'm happy for them. I want to saw Ben Ross named. I got a little bit of a sissy, but other than that, I didn't really care. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and again, this is why the fans love Mr. Yeah. Gossip. Loose cannon. He's a, if there's a bloke I want to have a beer with, it's Ben Ross. Ben uh, Ross. Nathan Ross. You mean Nathan Ross? <laughs> How many beers have you had? <laughs> <laughs> ben Ross. I was going to say you wouldn't want to have an arm wrestle with him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Snap, crackle, and pop. Oh, wow. He follows me on Twitter. Sorry, champ. Yeah, oh. Fair enough. We need to cut this. It's getting way too loose. <laughs> <laughs> Love your work, champion. Head back to the Hornsby RSL. Have another Durker and watch the football on the can. Love your work. Can't wait. Thanks, lad. All right. Have a good one, champion. <laughs> yeah. And that wraps us up for another week here on the fifth and last NRL podcast. Thank you for listening in. Sorry if uh, things are a bit offbeat this weekend, but honestly, it's hard for us to get up a little bit for rep round, but thank you for your questions. Uh, we'll put up for your power rankings any other questions you want. We're happy to answer them on Facebook or Twitter. But for this week, 
We're all done. Please, if you're on iTunes, rate and review the show. Any feedback you want to give us, feel free to inbox us. But most importantly, enjoy your week and enjoy your rugby league. Bring it on. Give us more. Give us more. Where are you going? Where, what, 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 what's going on here? Is that it? Is that it? <laughs>